Okay. I'm making a water. Hold on. Ah, oh, fine. <laughs> I'm so ready. All right. Oh, we're all set. We're all set. Oh, you you got your water that quickly? Yeah, it was Not right. Quick. It was like right on the table over there. I oh. just had to oh. grab it. So it's oh, right in front right. of me now. Perfect. Okay. Well, three, two, one. Hello, freak bitches. I just wanted to. I just wanted to stay in line with the motif yeah. of, of gonna, stealing other people's is... podcast quotes. Hello, everybody. We're Sardonic Cast. This is episode three. Very special episode because now uh, it is. We we have a majority in terms of which days we usually record on. So last episode, mm -hmm. Ralph said we usually record on Tuesdays, but that was not true because we had only recorded once before. But now, <laughs> now we true. now we usually record on yeah. Tuesdays. I'm Adam uh, from Your Movie Sucks. Who who's all here? I'm Alex from I Hate Everything. I'm Ralph from Ralph the Movie Maker. YouTube.com/slash Ralph the Movie Maker. Ew. Ew. Uh, product placement. <laughs> yuck. Well, it's not. It's our. It's our brand. I don't know. It's yeah, not really product allowed. placement if we're just describing who we are and what we do. On our I gotta own get something podcast. out of this. Come on. All right. Um, so there's a few things uh, we wanted to talk about today. Um, first off, uh, Alex, what the fuck? You. Uh... What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? I. You were you were the worst fucking game ever made. <laughs> yeah. Somebody somebody sent me a trailer of of Hunt Down the Freeman. Uh, while I was streaming and got a pretty good reaction out of me, when, especially when your voice showed up in the trailer, I I kind of lost it. That video was excellent. Yeah, like, like, like that's Alex. <laughs> I haven't uh, seen the trailer. I've only seen the actual game cutscenes. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I oh well, you're in the trailer, it. so I'm sure. I want to oh, bring yeah. back. Is uh, it really uh, good? Ralph the Let's Player for it. Oh, <laughs> just to play it. Uh, the trailer just is kept it, getting really worse good? and worse. It was one of those things where it's like, eh, this looks kind of cheesy and bad. And then when they show the design of those monsters, it was like, ugh, vomit worthy. And especially your voice, too. Extra vomit worthy. Can you can you tell us a bit about why? <laughs> why? Uh, what, what, is, what specifically do you want to know about Well, it? I didn't. Wa I know um, you made a video. I didn't really watch your video because I never watched oh, any I watched of your videos. Oh, I watched the video. Um, <laughs> um, I just want to I want to know how you got involved. Just somebody kind of asked you and you said it was, like, there was money involved know, uh, or not really. Uh, Colossal is crazy. Yeah. Um, I noticed he was on the IMDb. Basically, it's basically his fault. He got everyone um, <laughs> involved into it. He messaged them all. Um, but why? I mean, you didn't like force our hands in any way. He was just like, hey, look, we got this potential like a game you can be a voice in. Would you be interested? And of course everyone was going to say, yeah, okay. And then it will just kind of spiral from there. So why, um, wait, he, he got approached by them and then thought it was a really good idea. I don't know idea. how he really got involved with it. Um, I really Is don't he know. financially invested in the game? <laughs> I, I don't think so. Beyond <laughs> like the, the promise of payment that was there for everyone. Ah, well, but, yeah. I, uh, I highly recommend Alex's video. I think it's the the great thing about Alex is he doesn't try to be funny. He just kind of explained what happens, and it's the funniest fucking shit I've seen all month. No. <laughs> you heard it. You heard it here, folks. Uh, it's inherently funny because it's so fucked. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> they they just sent you lines over Skype <laughs> or some yeah. shit, yeah. and you read them with no context at all. Yeah, it was a very bizarre like, way of doing it. Who who runs oh, a funny. business like who runs who makes a game like this? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I um I've done the odd uh voice voice acting thing just 
because I feel like it and because well, it really depends on how much they're asking for me. There was one uh there was one person that sent me a message like, Hey, I'm making some Lego stop motion thing. I think I don't know oh, if yeah. you were in that too. I've done a bunch of this. Yeah, and there was like three lines. I was like, okay, well, I, you know, I'm in my, I'm on my computer in front of my microphone anyway. Like, what? It's a little yeah. small thing I can do to make someone happy that you know probably means a lot to them. So why not? But how many, like, how many lines did you have in Hunt for the Freeman? Well, because they're all sent over like Skype and WhatsApp. I don't have oh. a, a specific <laughs> number really, but um. Did, do you think they were writing for WhatsApp? Do you think they were writing it as as they were sending it to you? Do you think they were kind of just like winging it? I think they were. Um, but like, at least send no, like, you a script? page of a script. That's like, funny. Like, just send a page of, so you know what you're talking to and what you're talking about. I, uh, it's almost sad it's because there's. The, I, I don't know these people. I didn't know this game existed. Um... But it's like, I'm just imagining someone who's like, oh, man, all these awesome YouTubers are in my game, and now they're all just talking shit about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it's an excellent marketing but terrible. Yeah, yeah should have signed I, a contract. I, I really do want to play it. I really do want to play it at some point. I'm going to save up for it. I think, I think oh, it looks man. great. I, I, my friend that uh, I was streaming with the other day just said he was watching some playthroughs of the game, and there were people that had to restart the game like four different times just because it kept crashing so i don't know yeah. if i want to pay twenty dollars for that experience if that's yeah, what if that's what the what experience is. really is but does colossal uh, agree with you throwing him under the bus like that <laughs> does, does yeah, he take the blame he's fine with it i've talked to i've talked to like most of the other youtubers involved about how much of a mess it is um oh my God. and we're all on the same page pretty much i don't know how this happened but i looked on the imdb for it and my name's there, but I don't. I don't yeah, think. I, that, I don't think I was in the game, and I don't. You know, I mean, fans I do that sometimes. Yeah, I they, mean, they I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Someone it was said a troll. I was in an episode of uh, Mystery Diners at some point. I had to contact IMDb to get it removed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Remove uh, this. Oh, speaking of, oh, speaking of, should I mention my little IMDb? Debacle? Oh please, oh please. Does Alex? I don't think Alex. I don't know. I saw something yeah. about it on Reddit, but I, I'm not okay, sure. That's so, so um, funny. So on my Love on a Leash video, I told everyone to rate Love on a Leash a 10 out of 10 on IMDb because we got to yeah. support female filmmakers, right? And because it's a great <laughs> movie. And then uh, it, it currently has like 3,500 ratings and it's a perfect 10 out of 10. So it's apparently one of the best movies ever made now. Whoa. And they deleted my IMDb for it. <laughs> <laughs> they, my they account, not my page. Down they account. Account. They, yeah. And everyone's oh. like, where did Ralph go? Where's his, where are his lists and everything? And they're just gone. They yeah. just removed it. So you're still uh, allowed to be an actor that shows up on IMDb yes, through the I listings. Still do have a page. You're just not allowed to have lists or rate things or yeah, exactly. participate. I mean, I don't blame them. I I, I kind of wasn't thinking about how yeah. bad it would be. Well, I mean, it's a, clearly against TOS to to rig the the votes. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I guess I did rig it, but you know, it's a good movie, so I believe in it. Yeah, the best. In fact, the best movie. Mm-hmm. They they fucked yeah. that IMDb. That's funny. I, I've rigged it before, and I didn't get mine um, taken down. Wow. Really? Yeah, but I can't. Uh -oh. It must have been years well, ago now. That's admission like an of Alvin guilt. and the Chipmunks. So they might take yeah. it down now. It was one of the Alvin and the Chipmunks movies. I said to go rate a ten or something. Hmm. Well, did they did they destroy the IMDb page? I like, don't think so. Because that case, one, it wasn't it wasn't like your one that had like no votes. 
my oh, yeah. the Alvin and Chipmunks mm-hmm. movie had a few thousand That's already, true. so it didn't warp it too much. Yeah, it had mm-hmm. five ratings, and then it went up to three thousand. And they changed <laughs> the whole cast list. They said like Paul Rudd was in it, and ah! Charles Stiles was in it. They changed the. They said the budget was two hundred fifty million dollars, <laughs> <laughs> and then there were like two hundred fifty user reviews saying like this movie's a masterpiece, ten out of ten. Oh, it made me cry. It's brilliant. So yeah, I I get it, but. See, so you can't harsh. go on your IMDb account anymore. No, that's that's done. So you've lost all your ratings and all of your yep. like, watch list and stuff. Worth so it. I moved over to Letterboxd. Uh, you can't even uh, rate TV shows there, can you? I, I guess I can't. I haven't even thought yeah, about that. Yeah, that's what... I mean, people people have been begging me to, to move over to Letterboxd for a while, and apparently it's you can literally just import all of your IMDb ratings and shit with a click of a button. Yeah, that's what I did. So thank God I still have some of my lists, not yeah. all of them. But. Okay. They're clearly very different, or they're, they're websites with very different goals, and mm-hmm. as much as IMDb's user interface has been going down the shitter dramatically... Um, yeah. The uh, the yeah. whole I I don't know the the impression I get from Letterboxd is it's kind of just a big popularity contest website when I just care about movies and I don't really give a shit about you know trying to mm-hmm. I don't care make a big deal sense. out of myself while I talk about movies on Letterboxd you know mm-hmm. on YouTube that's a different story like but <laughs> what do you mean like people flaunting their reviews on Letterboxd? yeah it's 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 um from what I understand and from what I've experienced it's designed in a way where it's kind of like a uh, ranked social kind of, uh, hey, look at me and how cultured I am about movies sort of thing, where everybody just shows off all the time. And it's like, oh, I don't elitist, want... Is it? it's, that's the impression I get from it. And correct me if mm. I'm wrong, Letterboxd fans, but that's kind of the experience that I had from visiting the website and attempting to create an account several times. It's, it's, just... it's like the hipster IMDb. We're like, yeah, we're underground. We're cool. We don't use IMDb, man. I looked around and I saw just a lot of posts from obnoxious people that I really didn't want to see every time I <laughs> logged into a website just to rate a movie, you know? Well, now I'm there. Perfect. You'll fit <laughs> right obnoxious. in. Speaking of uh, ratings for for things, you know, I... Let's um, talk about school shootings. I, I was, <laughs> you know, I was, I was going to segue into it. It was going to be a pretty decent segue, but... Uh-huh. Let's just jump right into it, I guess. I was going to say, I was going to say, um, for the Cool Cat movie, I didn't tell anybody to rate it a 10 out of 10. I kind of just implied it. I kind of just showed my own rating. I was like, hey, this is what I rated it. Support the movie because it's hilarious. And then the whole drama between uh, uh, Alex and Daddy Derek happened, and then everybody started rating it a 1 out of 10. It had like an 8 point something for the longest time. He had it really? going really well. What does that have now? I don't know. Not an eight, that's for sure. Would you like to talk so, about so, the uh, recent uh, Cool Cat things going on? Yes. Well, first explain the drama you guys had with Cool Cat, in case people don't know. Oh yeah, that's a that's a that's a good idea, isn't Probably it? A good, well, cool. um, once upon a time, I stumbled upon a trailer for the film Cool Cat Saves the Kids, and I thought this is right down my alley. <laughs> it's a obnoxious man <laughs> in a cat suit yelling at children. Um, <laughs> And uh, I thought I have to I have to see this movie, so I uh, I bought it. I ordered it. Um, the uh, movie and T-shirt combo pack from from eBay, <laughs> and uh, I watched the film, and my life has never been the same since. Um, I saw his website that looked like it came straight out of '96, uh, and um, <laughs> I found this this crazy man who was advertising that. Uh, 
he was in Playgirl magazine and showing all of these weird sexual shots of him on the very same website that he was trying to market a children's film. And uh, <laughs> I reviewed it, and he took it well, and uh, he took the criticism constructively, and everybody thought, wow, this is a cool guy. And then uh, eventually, Alex had a poll for the next uh, search for the worst film, and it was between Cool Cat and Smosh. And uh, immediately, I saw the poll and retweeted it so that my audience <laughs> would manipulate. Oh, you rigged it. <laughs> See, uh, I don't <laughs> have to say, it. you know, I don't have to say manipulate the rating. But if I retweet it, then it's kind of implied. Um, <laughs> and and now I guess Alex, take over from here. Tell us what happened. So I made my video on it. Um, <laughs> To which he responded in the polar opposite way. He wasn't very happy about it. Um, I, I don't know what it was. I guess I was a bit more harsh. I don't even think you I, were. I come across... You don't... Really? Well, I mean, what... I didn't come across as a bit m meaner. I, I, I made fucking pedophile joke accusations. So did I. That, that's, what I thought, <laughs> that's what I thought did it. Do you know what it might be? It might just be the fact that my I just sound sarcastic whenever I say anything because of my accent. Yeah, it's I think it might yeah. be as simple as that. Maybe he just doesn't like British people. Yeah, it could be that as well. I mean, he yeah. called you like a punk bitch, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Lying punk troll. <laughs> lying punk troll. Oh, oh that's yeah. one of my favorite videos. And he videos. refused to, to use my rules. name or acknowledge me. Um, oh. Ignorance of the law is not an, an excuse. Ignorant of the law <laughs> is not an excuse. Um, by the way, if the reason why we're calling him Daddy Derek is because that's the character name he gives himself in the film. Um, he's Cool Cat's daddy. He doesn't see anything weird about that. God. He's also in an intimate relationship with Mama Cat. So he fucked the cat in this timeline. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's a, it's a glorious masterpiece of a film made by somebody who has very uh, limited understanding of what is socially acceptable, but is somehow trying to teach kids things. Okay, <laughs> it's so just the worst advice Alex, ever. Didn't he, didn't he try to take down your video, Alex, or some shit? Well, he did take it down. He, he, he okay. struck down the video. Oh, yeah. Um, and then the whole event spiraled from there into yeah. just chaos for a bit. He eventually um, wound up <laughs> sending Alex a bunch of uh, legal threats <laughs> for some reason. And um, Alex and I were having some back and forth behind the scenes conversation. And we determined that uh, <laughs> it was sent from a Yahoo address. And I was like, that's not... This is not a law firm. <laughs> and and uh, we we looked up to see if these lawyers existed, and they don't. <laughs> and, um, like, the closest... The, yeah, we, we actually wound up sending messages to this, like, Canadian firm or something that had the same yeah. name, and they were like, yeah, we yeah. don't know who this Derek Savage is, and My he shouldn't God. be sending things on, on our behalf. <laughs> And what's hilarious about the whole thing... He's just trying to scare me. ...is, you know, he's he's making the accusation of illegal activity, of which, I mean, he's doing something illegal, very illegal, <laughs> to, in, in order to, to try and accuse you of. He's trying to manipulate the game, but he's the only person doing anything horribly illegal. Not just impersonating a lawyer, but the fact that he was taking down your video, which is a violation of copyright, which is what he was claiming you were doing. So and it was the beautiful irony of the of it being an anti-bullying movie. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. During this whole fiasco, I was trying to remain in good terms with Derek Savage. 
Yeah. You know, I he's a weird guy who does stupid things, but I didn't, you know, I, I didn't want to I didn't want to be enemies with the guy, especially considering how crazy he is. Um <laughs> and um <laughs> it took I I I sent him like two separate emails that were about 10 paragraphs long each explaining to him this is what the Streisand effect is. This is these are all the other examples of everybody else who's tried to do something like what you're doing and it blowing up in their face. You know, <laughs> here's your IMDb rating on the film that's currently plummeting. Your reputation is going down the shit. Even if you believe you are in the legal right here, which you are not, and I also gave him like all these, you know, the uh, all these resources to fair use and just how how he doesn't understand it. Even if you think you're in in the right here, you're screwing yourself. And I sent him two separate emails that were like 10 paragraphs long to try and get it into this guy's head. And I was trying to be as nice as possible. He wouldn't fucking listen. He was taking down all these other YouTubers videos too. And eventually I was just like, well, fuck it. I have to, you know, <laughs> I have to step in. So I made my cool cat learns fair use video. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that I was being very fair and I gave him a lot more credit than a lot of other people were giving him. But at the same time, uh, I had to explain to him that this is wrong and this is not okay. And then he blocked me on two of my Twitter accounts. <laughs> and, and I haven't heard from him since. <laughs> oh, poor daddy Derek. Um, so now he's making a school shooting movie. <laughs> who, wants to, <laughs> uh, who, who wants to explain that? Oh, I, I don't know. I, I can I do know. it if you want. Please. Because this. this is... Well, first of all, I put a poll out on Twitter explaining... Yeah, yeah, that's where oh. it all started, well, wasn't it? Yeah, he he wanted to know what he should title it, but he couldn't fit the title in the fucking <laughs> the, the the what is it the poll right? Yeah. <laughs> so they were just like these incomplete titles. I can someone find these? <laughs> I guess well, I can find them right he now. He had the full someone, someone continue on top of the poll. Yeah. If there's one thing that uh, Derek Savage loves, it's exploiting uh, tragedies, <laughs> and uh, due to mm. the. Uh, recent uh, popular uh, school shooting in Florida, I believe. You can mm -hmm. never uh, tell mm -hmm. this day and age. You know, you always have to specify which school shooting it is. But anyway, yeah. um, he decided oh, he would man. step in because he wants to be the hero. He wants to save the day. And he said, how do we stop the school shootings? Oh, I know. Cool cat. This is how <laughs> this is how we stop uh, school shootings. This is how we save the kids. Literally is through cool mm -hmm. cat. And um, I guess the uh, Indiegogo campaign is going to be up by the time this episode's out. It's up now. He okay. wants $25,000. Ah! Um, it's currently That's at 186 Can you... <laughs> That's a lot of money. He's, you know... Yeah. Well, yeah Where's that it? all going to Vivica? He, he doesn't Fox. know what the fuck he's doing. Well, here's... How, how much was 25000 Yep. He, he, he has no uh, idea what to do with that. This guy doesn't understand how the internet works. And every no. campaign that no, I've seen him try and launch, he just has the most unrealistic <laughs> expectations and the the worst ideas. Like, why would you why would you release your video f for the campaign like five days before you even launch it on Indiegogo? <laughs> yeah. First of all, like, because people watch the video, they're like, I should donate, but then they don't have anywhere to and donate. There's no link. Yeah. yeah. You you and post the video like, on the same day as you make the page. You're just gonna hope that somebody cares enough to remember about it. You he know? has no idea what he's doing. Like, he's going to stop school shootings? He can't even make a successful Kickstarter page. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I found the three titles. Yeah. So the poll says the three titles. It's Cool Cat Stops a School S, <laughs> Cool Cat, a School Shoot, and then School Shooting, a Cool. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> you know what it says on the Indiegogo yeah. campaign? Uh, on the, uh, oh, on the like, description. The, the description says, these school shootings are making me mad. <laughs> and all I keep hearing is, what can we do? Well, I have a solution that can help with this tragic problem, and it's Cool Cat. Oh, God. It's so embarrassing. I don't know if you noticed in the uh, Indiegogo campaign video, the screen is cut down the middle. And yeah. Cool Cat... What's your theory? Is, is, well... If you look at old footage of Cool Cat, he was taller than Daddy Derek, and now he's yeah. the same height, <laughs> and, and oh Cool Cat God. is slightly more pudgy. Um, I think Daddy Derek is in the cat suit in this video. Why else would he need to cut the screen down the middle? And, unless and the he, audio, too. Cool Cat's yeah, voice. His Cool Cat's voice is literally just recreated using old, old clips of Cool Cat, which is just very yeah. strange in your campaign video. Asking for $25,000 to make a Cool Cat movie. You can't even get him to do the campaign video. What? Well, the, these movies are very expensive. He doesn't have the money to get Cool Cat, you know? So I, he has to just use old footage. I get it. He has one of the lowest levels of self-awareness I've ever seen, and that's just what makes his Twitter account so special. Like, it's one of the, it's one of the, the wonders of the universe is Cool Cat's Twitter account. And I'm just wondering, like... Did, did he release the video and expect that no one would notice how weird it is that Cool Cat's voice is so strange and clearly <laughs> used recreating old footage? He probably footage thought it was really clever. I, yeah, mm. and the way Cool Cat's moving, too. like He just keeps doing this weird hand signal that he never does in the movie ever. And it, it's, it's, There's definitely an imposter Cool Cat, which is very interesting if you want to think about it in terms of the Cool Cat lore in the universe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Maybe Butch the Bully took over Cool Cat. Oh my God! What if the story is bigger than we think? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that's why we need to fund this campaign, guys. <laughs> no, something's crazy is going on here. You know? Okay, I. Oh my God, when he said there's the, the when he when he said there's going to be a campaign, I thought, hell yeah, I need to make sure this happens. Twenty five thousand dollars, though. I don't think it will happen, even at how no matter how no, bad I want it to. No, Has he done these before? Has he had a successful Indiegogo before? The last campaign he did was for um, his film titled oh, the uh, Gun, gun Self-Defense for Women. Um, <laughs> and and the, the campaign he launched, I forget I forget how much he was Wasn't asking for. But but what he did was just it 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 makes no sense in terms of, of marketing or or Kickstarter success. He had it set to fixed funding. So that uh, if he didn't get the the right amount, it wouldn't even charge people. And he asked for some stupid amount that people weren't even going to donate. I don't remember. It was like he basically got like 10% of the donations that he would have needed. And then yeah. after he realized that the campaign wasn't going anywhere, he canceled it, started the campaign again, lowered the <laughs> amount to the amount that he had already been donated to but never went through because it was canceled and because it was fixed funding. So he lowered the amount to, <laughs> wow. to that amount and then he didn't even make that much on the second time. <laughs> and he just like canceled <laughs> oh the whole campaign. God. Because it's like you can't, you have to have a set plan before you set all this shit up. You can't just... he made course. the film anyway, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, what was he going to use the money for? He doesn't have a budget layout or anything. He's just like, eh, I think I need like ten thousand dollars for this. Yeah, that's what he asked for ten thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, something mm -hmm. like that. God. But for what? He doesn't know. Eh, sounds right. <laughs> Fun fact: uh, I was supposed to make a cameo appearance in that film. Um, oh well, and that's... I actually, <laughs> well, yeah, I se I sent him some green screen footage that he was planning on using in it, and in his original campaign video. 
he he said, also, Adam from YMS is going to be in the movie. And so it was like, <laughs> it was literally in his campaign. And then oh uh, shortly after I made the Cool Cat Learns Fair Use video, and then he deleted the campaign video, re-uploaded it with the only change being that one line. So there's like a, a hard <laughs> cut from Jesus. where he would be saying that I'm in the movie, which is, I found to be, you know, even though not a, a lot of people donated to him at that point, I found that to be a little fucking slimy because you were already accepting donations from people that, who knows, might have only donated because you said I was in the movie and now you're pretending like that was never a campaign promise. So you literally just re-uploaded the video. Like, what the fuck, man? You can't do it that. for the best. Anyway, yeah. I'll, I'll release... Do you still the... have this video? Oh, I do. I do. It's great. Um, please. Please, I, please. Uh, I'll, I'll release it in the next review I make of uh, a cool cat-related thing, whether it be uh, the quote-unquote new cool cat, <laughs> the kid's superhero film, or whether or not the uh, school shooting film actually happens. So, yeah, next time, next time I do a cool cat review, I'll include the footage and I'll include the story. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! What a special what a, what man! A fucking disaster. So, yeah. so you will Special's cover it then, if it me. ever comes out. Sorry, the school shooting one. You will cover it. How could I not? <laughs> and uh, that's the <laughs> that's thing. True. That's the thing. You know, it's too I, for you. I had every intention of covering his um, gun self defense for women uh, video. Um, yeah. I, mm -hmm. you know, bought it. I did a recording, you know, expecting to get some good reactions out of me and my friends as we were watching it. And I wound up abandoning that because it was more sad than funny. <laughs> really? <laughs> it was well, like, cool it was, it. it was like kind of concerning in ways because, you know, Cool Cat is something I want to encourage there to be more of. I totally, even despite Daddy Derek being kind of a dick, I'm, t you know, I would totally support and fund <laughs> and purchase things so that he can make more cool cat because i i love it it's funny <laughs> and uh mm -hmm. this is something that i did not want to support and i did not want to give more attention to it by making a huge yms video yeah, out of right. it he was uh he, he was doing some very weird and strange and fucked up things in that uh in that movie he uh really he brought cardboard cutouts of like justin bieber and shot them in the desert and Man. this is it. This is in his gun safety huh. film, um, yeah. but he has he has a he has another goal in mind. He wants to look really cool. He wants everybody mm, to think that's... he looks really cool, but he also wants to be teaching safety. And so there's a mm -hmm. gigantic conflict the entire the entire movie, and it was just very that's, that's uh, just scummy. It was very disturbing. Was very there was a moment man, where um, there was a, a moment where the cameraman almost got shot, and he like kept it in. <laughs> oh my god. I'm not even kidding. There was a he was te he brought some girl. He's, he's teaching gun safety. And yeah, he shoots no. the fucking camera. I'm not even. It's <laughs> so fucked up. And this is why I didn't make this fucking video. Who knows? I might include a clip the next time I talk about it. He was he he okay. brought this girl to a desert. There's the boom guy and the camera guy. He had already spent the first however long of the film being like, okay, always make sure you know your trigger's not on your finger, saying some very basic and from my understanding, uh, correct uh, gun safety tips. Um, yeah. And then when he actually goes out to the desert and starts teaching this other girl, he abandons everything he said. <laughs> like, like nothing, oh, nothing that he said before applies anymore for some reason. She's shooting a target, and he's like, he's got like his. Uh, I don't remember if he was holding her or what was happening. He was behind her, and the camera guy is at an angle, so not not in her range, but like off to the side just to get the shot of her. And she she's firing the gun, and one of the shells 
comes out of the out of the gun and lands in her breast like in her shirt and she's like ah and like you know it's i guess it it's hot i guess daddy derek thought this was a kind of funny moment to include in the film but if you look at what's happening and this is all in one shot like this is something that happened she as she's trying to brush away her breast, she immediately, with her finger on the trigger, like points the gun at the cameraman. And you can see the framing of the cameraman like, duck. <laughs> like, this guy thought he was going to die right then. Oh, and no. Daddy Derek looked at the fucking footage and thought, oh, what a fun, quirky moment to include in my film. And oh. I was just, my jaw was open. I was like, what the fuck? And a gun what the fuck, film. man? So you're that's why to make it seem like you know what you're doing a little bit. Just a little. Ah, some... <laughs> Now that I've talked about it on this podcast, I'm sure someone will upload that clip somewhere. But that's uh, oh my god, oh, that's yeah. fucked up. This Jesus, right. I didn't want to. Funny. I know. It's just I'm... sad. This is dangerous. You think you're gonna yeah. stop fucking school shootings and you almost let your cameraman get shot <laughs> and your fucking gun safety movie man? Oh my god. I hope he uses fake guns. It's just when he's concerning. School shooting. It's fucking concerning. And no, it wasn't a fake gun. This was like a part of him trying to teach her how to shoot. Like this is shit that happened, <sighs> and I was I. My God! Thanks, and now he's trying that. to sc- stop school shootings. <laughs> I'm sure he'll. Fuck. He won't even make a dent. Yeah, that'll be a success. Do you want to move on? Yes, yeah. please. <laughs> I, yeah, let's move I'm on. Just, I, I keep ranting. Oh my God! That's fine. You seem very educated on the the matter of cool cat. So yeah, that's just one of those topics that I'm gonna be, <laughs> mm-hmm. gonna be saying a lot on. Um, Ralph, I actually I actually have a question for you. I wanted to kind of ask you about. Um, uh, last episode, we had a, a conversation on uh, television, and um, you were saying you were saying that I uh, wasn't really giving a lot of shows a fair chance. And then mm. at some point in the podcast, I recommended the game The Witness, and then later yeah. you said that you tried the first bit of it and didn't like it, and that's mm-hmm. fine. And I believe that if you're not enjoying the core of what something is. If you try it out for an hour, three hours, whatever, you shouldn't mm-hmm. you shouldn't feel obligated to finish it. And um, I just I wanted to I wanted to know if you've uh, changed your opinion on that, or if oh, yeah, uh, so you feel like games are different, or games are. Ooh, this is a loaded question. I'm so... sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. This is a good thing. We need loaded questions. We need loaded guns. Try, I, I got a gotcha. <laughs> cool guy. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I play, I started playing the witness and there's the line puzzle thing. I'm like, okay, this is kind of neat. So there's a point in the game where you figure out that there's more to it than just, you know, solving puzzles on a, on a flat surface. Right. And it's really, it becomes more interesting. I'm like, oh, okay. That's kind of cool. And then from there, I kind of grew tired of it and Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, this is fun for like two or three hours, but for me to do this for god knows how long i think there's something like a thousand or two thousand puzzles in the game right something crazy like that i was like yeah i'm not really i'm not really digging this all that much not yeah. that i think it's a bad game i really think it's an interesting idea i love the idea of it um but i'm i didn't find it entertaining and i know what you're gonna say like oh that's the equivalent of watching two well, episodes I'm, of a tv I'm show i'm wondering if you think it. all right you fucker i'm you trying got i'm me. trying to get you well yeah i mean <laughs> I'm just, I, I was confused when you said, you know, I'm not really into it the first couple hours and then gave up on it. Because, like, I don't know, my, my playthrough was about, like, 40-some hours because I 100%ed it. And I loved it. And yeah. I agree that, you know, uh, I agree with, with you on The Witness. You should not 
feel obligated to play through 40 hours or even beat the whole game if you play mm -hmm. through enough of it to know that this is the core of what it is this is this is the game that I'm playing right now and I'm not really enjoying it right and that's yeah. just that's what I was getting at with TV shows I think that three episodes I think that like three hours of something is a pretty fair a fair chance to give something before you can determine whether or not you like the core of what it is but I think the game, the, the game, the witness, more specifically, is very different in that sense because. Or is it? I also, tr I also tried all the different. There's different lands in the witness where all the puzzles are different. There's some that are like symmetrical puzzles. There's some where you have to, what is it? You have to like make the line go over and divide certain sections of the puzzle. So I got the sense of every different puzzle, and I just didn't feel like I needed to keep doing the same thing, as it got progressively harder. And, That's, a, you know, a, I think a story is very different because a story, you know, changes and and goes from one thing to another. So I I see your point, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think it's a little different. Okay. And also, I have I have very different tastes in games, I think, than you do. I'm, I prefer I'm, – I'm a very basic gamer. I like, oh. uh, I like my Call of Duty, and I like my – I'm a fucking, yeah, I'm a normie in terms of that stuff. <laughs> I have dabbled into indie games a little bit. I do like uh, Cuphead and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I prefer more Twitch shooting and like a very low attention span games mm. than you, I think. What about you, uh, Adam? I think... <sighs> yeah, what about you, Alex? I'm interested. I'm just sat here wondering, like, I, I see your point, but at the same time... I do think there is quite an inherent difference. And mm -hmm. I, I think the reason people find it so strange to hear you say that about TV is that the overlap with TV and movies is is a lot greater than the overlap of, of games of that sort, if you get what I mean. Like, yeah. I, I get what you so mean, but that different. wasn't... I yeah. mean... Not that video games aren't stories, but The Witness definitely Ooh, isn't. Yeah, I mean... That's such a unique... In, a, in that sense. Of course. Yeah. Of course. I mean, yeah. like, it's the experience of what the the uh, entertainment medium is offering you. And I, when I recommended yeah. it, I said, you know, it's not even trying to be a story. It's a very different experience. And from what you described about it, uh, Ralph, like I would argue in the same way that you're, you would argue that I didn't get the full experience of Mr. Robot by watching the first three episodes, I would argue the exact same thing about you, you know, dabbling in The Witness and trying different areas of the levels. Like that's not, that's not what the experience of the game was to me. Um, mm -hmm. it, it was, there's a reason why I a hundred percented the game and I played through the whole game because I really enjoyed the experience I was having. And if I really enjoy the experience of a television show, I will watch through the whole thing. The jinx making a murderer. Those were two things that appeared on my 2015 list, obviously six feet under, you know, I feel like three episodes is a good, fair, uh, chance to give something. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to debate. Also, another great thing is Alex watched Mr. Robot, and he very much enjoyed it. I'd like to hear mm. about it. Yes, that. I'm halfway through <laughs> season two. Um, I think it's Ooh. amazing. I think Ralph is... The hype is real. Um, <laughs> well, there, there's the old thing that's kind of strange about it. And, and this, this is what made me start thinking about it. It was like, if I was trying to sell this to someone, especially someone like Adam, I can't see them ever jumping into it. Mm -hmm. because especially when you say that one thing. Yeah, I'm not going to say it that because could really I consider turn it someone off. Yeah, yeah, I consider it a huge spoiler, and I feel like it would completely ruin it for someone like Adam, mm -hmm. who would say, "Well, in that case, I don't want to watch the ten hours it would take to get through season one mm. for it to get good." If you know what I mean? Yeah, I but just... at the same time, like, <laughs> I, I just find with the, I lo I love the slow burn of television. 
I, I find it like way more satisfying in the long run than yeah. than anything movies can provide just because of what you can do with the characters and like a long slowly building story and that's what mr robot is has done and is good at despite one major major problem with season one that is mm. a problem but at the same time isn't a problem and people who've seen it will know what i mean but um yeah especially right. it, it concerns a twist no, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Oh, I'm, not, not, I'm aware of that. Much. Also, there are there are many twists in season one of Mr. Robot, and mm -hmm. there is one right before the bad twist that I thought was amazing, involving a, a female character. Do you know what I'm talking about, Alex? Um, I There's can't see right where, now. I haven't dodged around spoilers. And another character on or on like a pier, or like a beach in like episode eight or so. It was a female th character. I think I know what you're talking about. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That one got me. That yeah. show. I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that was <laughs> so, good. Yeah. So yeah, that I, was I mean that when the overall like plot is based on something that's so derivative of something else, it was it uh -oh. was at first it was a bit of a. Uh, I I, yeah. I don't know if I want to keep going, but that's fine. I did. And but episode four, I was like, are they really? Is this what they're doing? Is this? Yeah, what, that's where th I there's was. There's no way that's the twist to this, is it? Yeah. And then, no, I thought no. That's that's so ridiculously obvious. Like that cannot happen. And I was like purposefully analyzing it. I would in the same way I would the original thing that it's aping, thinking yeah. no, this they're not going to do that, are they? That's too obvious. And lo and behold, but then once the thing is, once they do it, I think they pull it off pretty well. And there's a level of self awareness to it. Yeah, that, I think that's that fine. Like, and okay. but the, and the result of it, like the the result of it, triggers something that is really narratively interesting in the way everything is presented from that yeah. point. So it's really rewarding in that respect. But mm -hmm. if they think they're being surprising in any way, they're not yeah. to someone like me. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with you. But All right. I would recommend uh, it though. Yeah, yeah, I'm hearing you. I might, uh, you know, I might uh, try to keep watching it, but I just, I have a funny feeling that it's going to end like every other time I've said that I would do that to a show where yeah. I keep watching the, and another, then I'm like, well, this is literally is... exactly what I thought it would be. And then <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah. Here's, here's another thing that might, I guess, um, bring you into my mindset on this is that Shoot. I'm somebody that, you know, the plot description oftentimes means jack shit to me. And some people have, I don't know, you guys are familiar with my videos. You'll notice a lot of the times I'll, avoid plot descriptions completely. Mm -hmm. um, I'm somebody that really, really cares about the overall presentation. And I've mentioned before, you know, it's like the difference between species and under the skin. You could, you could give them the same description on Netflix in some sense, but they're radically different movies because of how they're presented. And when I, when I start watching a TV show like Game of Thrones and Mr. Robot or anything, my enjoyment from it is not really about you know, where the plot goes for the most part. It's a, it's about the presentation. And for, for the shows that I've abandoned, it's literally just been me going, okay, well, this is presented fine. <laughs> the first three <laughs> yeah, episodes. That's interesting and, and you say that, because nothing... I think the presentation of Mr. Robot is stellar, mm -hmm. uh, as well too. as like Better I think Call that's Soul, what makes Soul it... and shows A lot like of right. people say that. And when I went into it, like one of my friends was raving about the cinematography of the show, and I watched it, and I just I thought the cinematography was good. You know, it's better than the average show. I don't want to just compare shows to other shows. You know, I, the same standard that I have for all of the elements that would make up a film, I would apply to shows. I, you know, not pacing, obviously, but yeah. things like performances, cinematography, etc. I just, I, 
it really feels like to me, and I get that, you know, I'm subjective and this is my own experience and I'm probably wrong because most people disagree with me or whatever, but it feels like in my perspective that I'm trapped in, it feels like everybody just gives a lot more credit to TV shows than movies. That's just what it feels like to me, you know? Credit in terms of what, though? As in people are more forgiving for things that happen in television than they would be if it were in a film. And I'm not just talking about, like, oops, like, plot hole or something like that. I'm talking about the overarching (laughs) general presentation. People are way more willing to give it more time as well. Yeah, Um, yeah. That's way it. more time. So, like, some people will say, "Yeah, it's terrible for two seasons," but oh, then yeah. by season three, it's amazing. And then <laughs> yeah. loads of people will go totally. and watch season one and two without even thinking about it, just because it's television. That's a very common thing, and I feel I feel like a lot of people just because they give something so much of a chance that by the end of it, they're already kind of like invested in it just because of them putting so much time into it in the first place. You know, and not necessarily about the presentation of the show. And I'm not trying to say that Mr. Robot is terribly presented. I'm just saying I didn't think it was amazingly presented. I, I, you know, it was better than the average show, but not not uh, up to the par of what I would enjoy out of a movie. That's for sure. Yeah, it's that too of like if a if a TV show does something for the first time, people are much more impressed by it because Mm -hmm. Mr. Robot does things that TV's never done before that movies have. I mean, the twist is something that's never been done in TV, TV before, technically, mm-hmm. you know. Um, that's cool. yeah, even the cinematography is so much darker than a usual TV show. Like, it's so mm-hmm. dark looking. And usually TV yeah. shows are overlit and shit. So I love it True. for that. Yeah. The, the techno score, that's something new. You know, I love that shit, too. Yeah. But yeah, it's... I think you're right, Adam. I think people are more forgiving. That being said, yeah, they... I still think Mr. Robot's like, oh, mm-hmm. it's perfect. <laughs> it's much better than that. most of the shit that's on TV. Like I, I'll agree yeah. that it's one of the best shows on television. Have you heard people saying like TV? TV's going to overtake movies. I've heard people say the that going up, um, and I don't agree with that at all. Yeah, I don't I agree with think, that. It's I still think the ratio is way off. I think there's way less good TV I mean, shows than good movies. It could overtake it in terms of popularity, just because people don't give a shit about going to the theater anymore anyway. Oh, but yeah. well, it already um, has, right? Yeah, not in terms of quality. I don't think. But yeah, I mean. You heard it here, folks. I think that Mr. Robot is one of the best shows on television right now, but I still don't think it's worth my time. <laughs> so, um, uh, I, I kind of want to avoid just rehashing the same conversation as last episode, so I'd like yeah, to move on yeah. to the next uh, the next subject, yeah. if you guys are cool with that. That's fine. Does he had anything cool. to add? Okay. Oh, I want to make a correction from last episode, oh, yeah. since we're all about doing Do that. I, I said I had to... Well, I asked a question, what smaller channels would I recommend? And I completely forgot to mention Double Toasted, which I think is a great, good, uh, really yes. great channel that reviews movies. I mm. thoroughly enjoy them. Yeah, so, they're amazing. I mean, I don't always agree with them. They certainly, they're more forgiving on movies than I think I am. But they're, they know what the fuck they're talking about. They've been watching movies for years. Yeah, so, I've, I've followed God those guys them. since the Spill Days, if anyone Oh, you followed them since the Spill Days, too. I love the Spill Days. Yeah. God, I miss I'm all those guys. That. Co-host yeah, and Carlisle. Ralph. Yeah. What's when up? you say they've been watching movies for years, is that to imply that you have not been watching movies for years? I have, but these guys are like forty or fifty. I don't. Even and know. you're under they've twenty-five been doing it for a long. Yeah, I'm. Under... I'm under twenty-five. All right, you want to mention this fucking guy? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go into it. <laughs> this dickhead. Uh, you, you can do whatever you want. I just I wanted to trigger you a little. Uh, you just want... no. I don't want to name names. You know. Oh, flip. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, God, this fucking <laughs> asshole. Did you see him once? Okay, so this is fucking dickbag. I won't name names. But he's, he starts acting like a shithead on Twitter. <laughs> he starts acting like a shithead. I don't want to name names, but this guy's a fucking dickhead. 
Yeah, don't name his names. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then he goes, and then I'm like, yeah, you know what? Fuck you. You're not going to name names. You can suck my dick. And then he goes, you know what, kid? Let me give you some advice. Kid, go fuck yourself, asshole. And his voice was just vapid as well. It's like, what? oh, yeah. How much to take anything? He turned from this? being a dick to go, oh, and now I'm going to be the mentor father figure. Yeah. yeah. You are? You're going to tell me how to fucking make oh, man. reviews, dickhead? Alright, <laughs> right, that's we'll all you wanted to say? Yeah, that's all I wanted Perfect. to say about him. Perfect. <laughs> God. Yeah. Fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> no comment from myself. Just want, uh-huh. just wanted to get it that's out of it. you. That's all. <laughs> um, I've, got a, I've got a short question before we go into the next, um, the next uh, topic. Um, mm-hmm. have you, do, do you guys ever, if, I, I don't know, I don't know what the situation is for you guys in, in your respective countries, um, but there's a brand of toilets called, uh, Toto, and every time, every time I use a public restroom and I see that on the toilet, the song Africa gets stuck in my head. And I'm wondering if that's the same for anybody else. <laughs> that's so ridiculously specific. <laughs> yeah, do you guys understand you my pain? Someone in the comments no. will get it. Yeah, I'll find I'll find my soulmate in the comments section. I remember that Jellin thing you were talking about. You you guys remember that commercial where they say Jellin? Hell yeah! One guy in the comments like, Yeah, Adam, I got you. So yeah. that same guy will come give you some backup this time. I hope they give me yeah, a back rub. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. they were. You know, you were wrong. It wasn't just a Canadian thing. You guys, you were just under a rock when you were eight years old. Yeah, yeah. what were we, like tiny little babies? I just babies. skipped the commercials. All right, um, so the Oscars happened recently. Yeah. Oh, great. Um, Ralph and I did really? a uh, a reaction stream. There will yeah, be uh, an fun. edited uh, version on my channel at some point, whenever that's uh, edited through. How do you think the Oscars went? Oh, they were fine. Alex, what do you think? Yeah, inoffensive. Whatever. Offensive. There are a couple of good speeches, acceptance speeches, but apart from that. Yeah. I, f- this is the first time I noticed how fucking bloated it is, for one thing. Because oh, it yeah. goes on for four hours, and it oh, so man. doesn't need to be that long. And then the, the amount of Disney product placement really got to be annoying. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't notice that until Adam started pointing it out. But yeah, Star Wars every five seconds, Black Panther every five seconds. Yeah, it's, it's, it's ABC, which is owned by Disney. Mm-hmm. And Pixar wins every award every year, <laughs> including mm-hmm. best song, which Adam yeah, was pissed about. I'm that was extremely pissed about. And you know what? There's a lot of people that uh, really disagree with me, and they think that the song from Coco, "Remember Me," is better than the uh, Sufjan Stevens um, song "Mystery of Love." That's the title. Mm-hmm. And music is really subjective. I'm not going to say that like your experience is invalidated, but I will. But what I will say is, I, I'd like to. I'd like to. I'd like to you to honestly ask yourself. Do you feel as though you got an emotional response out of the song from Coco from the song itself? Or do you feel like you got it out of how it was used in the movie? Because those are two very different things. And Pixar's filled with a lot of emotionally manipulative strategies like that. The song was nothing special. It was very formulated. It was very safe. It was very lame and cliched. And Mm -hmm. that's the only thing that Disney would let Pixar make ever. You know, that's that's yeah, what would that's, happen in a Pixar film. That's literally that's what why you it get. Won. Yeah. Let it go was the same thing. I believe that one best. Exactly. Thing, right? Yeah, it's it the did. Same shit. It's like, oh yeah, we'll just take that same template. We're gonna use the formula. 
I said in the Oscar stream, uh, the guy I know who has Oscar screeners, he gets them sent to him. He just gives them to his maid and the maid picks the, <laughs> the awards yeah. for him. So it's not like it even matters. <laughs> were there any um, categories that you were particularly happy or upset about in terms of whether or not the person deserved the award? Alex? Um, I, I did want Baby Driver to win something to do with editing or sound editing. Mm -hmm. And that was the only one. That I was kind of whatever about. I was happy about Deacons, of course, for oh, cinematography. Lovely, yeah. That was great. Um, and that VFX was the only one I really cared about. Like any other, uh, the others yeah. I didn't really give a shit about. Mm -hmm. That was the main one. I was like, if he doesn't win this, then this show has even less credibility <laughs> than I gave yeah. it. <laughs> that was probably the most clear-cut um, example of just who deserved the award at that point in time, and I'm glad it happened. Because honestly, yeah. I mean, it's like the best cinematography I've seen in the past like 20 years. Me too. Yeah, yeah, me too. And I'm 20 years old, so that means a lot. <laughs> I, I actually watched Blade Runner 2049 again last night, and um, I'm kind of shocked that uh, it didn't win production design. As much as I like The Shape of Water, I, I'm shocked that it didn't win production yeah. design. Yeah. I think it yeah, should have won production design. Yeah. yeah, that was a little weird. They could have given it to Blade Runner. I mean, Shape of Water won Best Picture, right? So why not just throw it to them? And Best Director, didn't it? Yes. So. I called it. Remember when I said that there was a good chance of Shape of Water getting Best Picture? Yeah. yeah I, I and Best Score as well. So. so it got four in the end. Yeah. So like, yeah, like I don't think it deserves to give score. Them to Runner. I don't think so either. Yeah. But it, it's not. It was probably the second best score on that on that uh, list. So. Well, I mean, Phantom Thread would have been my pick. And then mm -hmm. was Blade Runner nominated? Because I thought that score was better no. than The Shape of Water. No. And then if we're going to include things like Good Time that also wasn't nominated. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Good Time <laughs> wasn't even nominated. No, that film didn't like, exist, Adam, guys. Adam, you said it. in a tweet, they didn't even see Good Time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. Like they, I, they haven't proved that they even know this movie exists. That's what pissed me off the mm -hmm. most about the Oscars, is like they don't even. They, I, I'm convinced that the Academy is not aware of the film Good Time. Of course not. Why would they be? Yeah, probably zero wrong. acknowledgement. The biggest shock for me was uh, Jordan Peele winning screenplay. Not that it's a bad script, Get Out. Um, but yeah. I was like, compared to the rest of these, I, I think Lady Bird <laughs> might have had a better script <laughs> in some way. I agree I mean, with in you. In terms of dialogue. In terms of dialogue. In terms of originality, Get Out is like, well, that's a pretty neat idea. Here's a shocker. Lady Bird won zero Oscars. That I was kind of happy about, yeah. too. Even though I say Lady Bird <laughs> had a better script. Because Lady Bird didn't deserve shit, and it didn't get shit. It was a fun <laughs> coming-of-age comedy, and that's all it was. And everyone needs to shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> Sorry. How do you I mean, feel about... Uh... The best picture winner being a Yif fan fiction. I know you're happy about it. It's I'm progress about it. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're finally making progress, everybody. We did, did it. it. Yif won. Oscars. We did it. Yif won at the Oscars. God, My I God. Remember what happened? It's 2018. <laughs> we did it. No, I just I just like Guillermo's acceptance speeches. All he just comes across as really genuine. Oh, to he's me. the nice. best. Oh, yeah. He's so nice. Such a nice um, guy. There's no point getting too excited or too upset about the fucking Oscars. It doesn't mean anything really to mm -hmm. to anyone. So weren't the ratings lower this year? I know this from a Donald Trump tweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It doesn't matter. I don't give a shit yeah. if the ratings are lower yeah, or higher. It's not like a it's not anything newsworthy and someone would argue that the entire Oscars are not newsworthy. But what what mm -hmm. was really sweet to me was seeing um Kojima's tweet 
after Guillermo won the Oscar. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. That's a what do you say? that's a friendly relationship right there. He's just he you know he posted a picture of his friend winning the Oscar and um, had some sentimental short sentence like "Thank you, my good friend. I'm proud of you," sort of thing. And I was like, ah, oh, that's sweet. It's so sweet. And this is going to give a lot of hype for his, their new uh, collaborative uh, Death Stranding or whatever. That's true. You know, that's going to give a lot of cred. I heard it's coming out in twenty years. That's what someone said. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, probably. So this is going to be the best game ever, apparently. And that's kind of why the Oscars matters a little because now best picture best director winner Guillermo del Toro I predict will have a lot easier time getting his projects funded in ways that he'll have more creative control you know that's that's why this shit matters is because money matters unfortunately but that is you know it's just a part of it I'll never argue they're not a good thing but they're they're fucking boring I've oh, they're insanely the boring. Show. I've just, <laughs> yeah. I've never, I've never been asked to do to watch the whole thing. I just watch the the like best of clips on YouTube. You know what pisses me off is like they they cut people off for their acceptance speeches, and the guy at the the very end too, like the who just oh, won yeah. best picture. How much of the fucking Oscars was just random clips of movies that had nothing to do with anything? You know how much? <laughs> there were three or four of them. You're short for time. You're going to fill up mm-hmm. the entire Oscars with a bunch of bullshit? Yeah. Like, the, the, the person the peasant, can't give going their fucking into the speech? With the peasants. Oh, yeah. God, that was so shit. bad. Hey, everybody, <laughs> bad. we're interacting with normal poor people. Ha ha ha. That's been the yeah, joke every you. single fucking time. The last three <laughs> years of the Oscars, that's been the gag, is we're interacting with normal peasants. Ha ha. Let's throw candy at them. Yeah. <laughs> I ordered a pizza. Ha ha. Oh, we're so Mahershala. Cool. We hang out with our fans. Oh, oh fuck! It's crazy because, like, in their perspective, in their in their fucking insane privileged rich bubble, they're thinking, "Wow, this is really crazy what we're doing. Mm-hmm. We're interacting we're so with cool. normal people. We're so cool. We're we're we're, we're really nice fuck to our em. fans. How nice! <laughs> yeah. Fuck them. Fuck the Oscars. Fuck all of it. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> good good call, Alex. What's yeah. next? Oh, is the film next? Are we going to talk about? We could, our, our unless analysis? you have anything else uh, that you wanted to throw in. All right, so, so um, uh, this is Alex's movie. Let him introduce it. I was literally just going to introduce Alex introducing the movie. <laughs> I was gonna, <laughs> I was, double, I, double I, oh, I thought you were going to introduce the movie. No, I'm like Adam. I was just going to. I was just going to say, Alex, do you want to describe the movie? Because we had a lot of comments saying that we should uh, include descriptions. Yeah, so I, I thought you yeah, should describe. Yeah, I can give a, a loose description of of what the film's about. So This Is England is a very English movie. came out in 2006 by director Shane Meadows. It's about a young boy in the 80s who, uh, well, for, for those who don't know, England in the 80s had a very, very uh, high percentage of uh, jobless people who felt very lost and there was all this stuff with the wars and blah, blah, blah. This is a spoiler conversation, by the way, everybody. Forgot oh, to yeah, mention yeah. that. Oh, yeah, we'll get into spoilers in a moment. But um, it's just kind of a character study about the, the working class um, during the 80s. And things happen, and it's very sad and upsetting, uh, but also kind of uplifting at the same time. Let's talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to get like directly into the spoilers mm, in terms okay. of like the story, do we? Or... Well, I mean, it's, we kind of do. One of this is a spoiler. Really have, it doesn't really have a story as much uh, as it is no, kind really. of... I mean, scenes. There, there I are a lot plot to points say about to spoil, it. but it's, yeah, like like really, it's just kind of watching a kid live life. And being yeah, yeah. I'd I mean, say it has as much of a story minutes. as something like Train Spotting does. You know, where it's just kind yeah. of 
yeah, characters progressing through time. It's like mm-hmm. there's a it's the nine it's 1983. It, we're in Britbong land. Um, kid's <laughs> like 10 years old. He leaves the house one day. He says, "Mom, I'm gonna be the very best, like no one ever was." He meets another man who says, "Are you a boy or a girl? Welcome to the world of Pokemon." If <laughs> I thought you were actually doing it for a minute, I was like, well, "What the yeah, fuck are you talking too. about?" <laughs> <laughs> you want to become a skinhead Pokemon? <laughs> That's Jigglypuff. We all know it. <laughs> well, I don't know. So what did you what guys you, think? I don't know what you guys. Oh, I loved it. I I, uh, I thought I thought it was great. Yeah. Yeah. What surprised me was uh, how realistic the conversations were, and right away That's from the. That's one of my favorite um, things about it. The conversation under, under the bridge where they're fighting over where to sit, that's just one of yeah. those weird kind of like quirky conversation things that you would think you would never be able to write. And who knows, maybe a decent amount of this was kind of improvised. I don't know. It felt like that. Yeah, it it, 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 it was just one of those very genuine kind of things where you believed the characters that were in the movie. And for a film that is on such a um, touchy subject matter um mm. and you know talking about serious issues i'm very impressed that they didn't completely dehumanize people in the film that are that you're not supposed to agree with i'm glad that yeah. they yeah. had real um real characters yeah mm-hmm. would you say it, it almost feels documentary like because of how how well they nailed the natural way the conversations would play out Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, in, in ways. People would have like two conversations at the same time in the movie, like talking or arguing about with each other about different things. It was excellent. The dialogue and acting were excellent, especially the kid, who I, which I wasn't expecting. Cause I oh, yeah, children, very good. But he was really performance. good. Yeah. I mean, some of his fake crying was a little unconvincing, but like for the most part. I was part, never... Uh... You I was actually fake never was unconvincced. Bad. I didn't. Uh, even, I never I was, thought it was I, fake well, crying. It didn't take me out of the movie, but I was like, eh, you'd probably be a little more upset. <laughs> I, I never mean, at a the moment end, he where was I good. Felt, I like, there's something that, that happens at the end that he he's good in that. But there's um, I'm trying to think of another point. Um, when he's when he's talking about his dad, like uh, I love that scene as well. Yeah, but he, me pop pop. I don't know. Me it's daddy. a minor thing. I'm not gonna complain about it too much. He's a first time actor as well. Yeah. Oh, nice, Ralph. Was I? Correct in um, my assumption that you would need subtitles. Oh, absolutely! Like the first, really, the first scene. I was like, "What the fuck are they saying?" <laughs> <laughs> the British slang was was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> like I'd never heard any of those words. But the thing is, they did such a good job delivering the lines that I was laughing at the British slang, even though I didn't know what it meant. It was very charming. It's mm-hmm. this it movie. A, it, it's a beautiful balance of of comedy and tragedy because these people. Even though they're horrible, some of them, I mean, some of them aren't, but some of them are really just shit human yeah. beings. They they yeah. really are likable and funny at times. And you totally get why this kid would, would gravitate kind of. toward. Uh, what's the main, the combo? Yeah, combo was the main guy, right? Yeah. He, yeah. Was, he was excellent. Oh, and yeah. really charismatic and, and interesting. and He was in know, Snatch. Uh, yeah. He was, oh, he was. I know him from as a Al Capone in Boardwalk Empire. Mm. Yeah, another good show, which Adam probably hates. <laughs> I haven't seen it, <laughs> but I probably, probably would hate it. hate it. Yeah, I really enjoyed how well it captured uh, styles from the time period, 
if I didn't mm. know that this was a film from 2006, then you might have yes. been able to convince me that it was from much earlier, possibly the yeah. 90s or 80s. Um, the mother's hair, I, especially, like that's mm-hmm. straight out of the fucking 80s. Like that was. What about cool. like the goth girl with the ridiculous makeup? Oh yeah. Oh my god, she looked like fucking Harley Quinn. Lol. Oh no <laughs> yeah. no no no. What was her name? Uh, Smelly or Smell? <laughs> yeah. <right>? yeah. <laughs> oh man, Alex, is there? Uh, is is there? Are we missing something here? Where where the word "lol" is supposed to mean something in 1983? Yeah, uh, they call her "lol" because her they call her "lollipop." And oh, it's short for, it's short for lollipop. Ah, oh, yeah. it's a British yeah. weird so, stupid thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's anything to do with being British. Like, they all kidding. have weird nicknames, like combo. My brother told me "lol" meant like relaxed in slang or something, but apparently that's wrong too. My no, brother also thought they shot the movie in the 80s. So oh, cool. <laughs> proving proving you guys your point correct that yeah. it looks like a film from that era. Really impressive. I was very impressed from the beginning uh, with that very realistic punch to the face. I was like, oh, yeah. did they just hit him in the All face? All the violence. Because it didn't even look cheated. It looked That was a realistic punch. I'm, you the don't see those that often. Realistic. Fuck. Yeah, I'd say yeah. The, the violence is part is like key to yeah. a lot of the emotional weight like it's so important and mm-hmm. if the, if it looked shitty then the impact would be real really taken away from it absolutely but it looks amazing alex you uh you mentioned that um you it's a kind of a personal movie to you would you mind talking about your experience and how you found the film and stuff like that when it came out it was kind of a big deal and i don't know if you guys know this but there's a um like a mini series, yes. Um, that extends on from it. Um, oh, really? Three, three mini series. I think they're all directed by Meadows as well. Jeez. Um, this is England eighty-eight, eighty-six, mm-hmm. and ninety. Well, eighty-six, eighty-eight. He's credited 90. on some episodes, at least. Yeah, I think he wrote the whole thing, at least. But yeah. um, it's it's one of the most brilliantly constructed bits of drama I think I've ever seen in terms of the, this characterful story. Mm-hmm. It feels so real. Like the the whole show continues on with the same tone um it's slightly more comedic at first but it does go to the same kind of dark places mm. as this movie but it continues and b- because of the length of time it, it's it's been spun across so the original was 2006 and the show only wrapped up in 2015 mm-hmm. so that's a huge portion of time to follow these characters through that's crazy so so the emotional beats throughout the show that <laughs> is it's so hard to describe without seeing because it, it's just so poignant Picture the the points of drama in this is England, but then add in way more character development, way more story beats, and just the time that's passed. Mm-hmm. And I just love how they man- they managed to get this intense drama without it even feeling remotely melodramatic at all. There's nothing contrived about it. It's all very natural, and it just feels like you're watching people. And it, yeah, I just it's it just is really really impactful to me. And I I'd, I'd recommend anyone to go and watch. Not only the film, but try and seek out the shows as well. I saw some people were struggling to actually find the film, which is annoying. Um, if yeah. you're outside of the UK, I don't know how yeah. if you guys had any trouble getting hold of it. Um, I didn't, but I did see there were multiple movies. Well, I can tell you what I didn't do. I definitely did not download an illegal copy of that film because that would be <laughs> wrong. So I, I didn't. I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the series as well. I don't know how the hell you'd 
watch those without being in the UK because yeah. you can just stream them off a off a, a website legally here. But I don't know how. Yeah, the fuck you I mean, find them outside I don't see any reason why these things just can't show up on iTunes just because of region shit. I know. You know, like what's what's yeah. wrong with that? Why? Let, let please please let me give you money for this product I want to buy. Yeah. You yeah. know, you I'm begging you, take you my money. To see. You want eyes on it because it's so fantastic. Yeah, it pisses yeah. me off. Yeah, so I'd really, really recommend that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you guys say it, it kind of excels through its simplicity in terms of there's, no, there's, no, there's nothing much complex about the ways construct, the film's constructed or, or put together. No fancy editing, particularly, or camera work or anything of the sort. It's just very cut and dry. Wow. It's yeah, all very basic and it's, grounded, but that's it takes so much time to develop every aspect of it. Yeah, because it has because it's so simplistic that that's what makes it so brilliant. You know, I guess I guess there are simplistic elements to the presentation, but I I wouldn't even call it a, a simplistic movie because the complexity oh, no. No, no, no. lies in the in the characters, you know, and, and yeah. the way that the story is told. Um, yeah. I really I I I that's probably my favorite thing about the movie is just that they give a shit about characters even if even if they're supposed to be terrible people they're still people mm-hmm. and or even if they're yeah. just side characters like gadget and his relationship with the the Sean the main kid was yeah. great and how like they would fucking bully him and that's what mm-hmm. led to him joining uh you know a combo like just little things like that that they didn't have to develop at all they spend a good 10 minutes just making sure you get where this guy's coming from and why he would leave his old group like it was brilliant. It was so good. Mm-hmm. So, is, is there anything you guys didn't like about it? Because we kind of gushed. Um, where, where do your problems lie? I, I'm, I'm just saying right now. I don't know if I could ever write and direct a movie where an adult is making out with like a ten year old kid and film it. <laughs> I don't think I could ever do that. And that's that's fine that, that he decided to to do that in the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, holy shit, if those genders were swapped, he'd be in fucking jail. <laughs> They'd find a way. Yeah. Could you imagine? Uh-huh. Could you imagine some like twenty year old dude making out with a ten year old girl in a movie? Is, like, is there some it doesn't law matter if it's that, Alex. It doesn't it matter if it's like for the art or, or not. That was, I was like, that was weird. Yeah, I think she was actually underaged as well. No, oh, that was so... her, her birthday. So, <laughs> and, and and a character remarks that, "Oh, you're finally legal now," to her. Um, no, I'm talking about the actors. Yeah, that's oh, the what, actors. Like, I mean, the character they, beat, yeah. I was they were fine making it. I thought that yeah. was great. And then she goes, yeah. "Do you want to suck my tits?" Like, oh, I thought right, that yeah, was great. Yeah, you did film a makeout scene between yeah a young woman and a very young boy. Yeah, that that's weird. But I'm not, I I'm not I think saying it adds ban a lot it. to the movie. I'm just I'm just saying like I would never be able to do that no. no matter how much integrity i would have over my vision i would be like i you know this would blow up in my face in like two years someone would turn yeah. this into something where i'm some sort of like pedophile pervert now or something you know <laughs> i would like, never want to do use that camera tricks on it like there was a close-up and you could Jesus. fucking tell yeah. were, no like, happened, are they doing vfx sure. work on this is james cameron <laughs> doing something <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> it was it was all digital it was impressive yeah <laughs> Man, um, that scene's pretty good though. But, to be fair, yeah, that's not that's, that's not funny. like a a serious criticism of the film. I just oh, no, like, not holy at all. crap. I'm just curious. I could never do that. Yeah, uh-huh. never. It ever. Just as to the scummy. Do, do you kind have of... any serious criticisms? Um, some of well, okay, the one guitar uh song from the movie, like this, the score was great for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. 
was very surprised to see Ludovico Ainati's name in the credits for um, the score before the film. Once the film started and the piano songs started playing, um, it was very apparent. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this composer. Um, I'm not, no. no. He, he mostly does piano compositions, and he has entire albums that have nothing to do with movies um, where he'll write and perform an entire piano composition album where it's literally just like nothing but piano or sometimes like you know string really? instruments and there's a song that he made called um experience from his album in a time lapse that was used at the end of uh the xavier dolan film mommy so it was it wasn't written oh, for the film okay. um and so that that one song is probably his most popular it's been used in like fucking car commercials now and shit but um <laughs> awesome composer I don't know if he's responsible for composing that one guitar song that happened when the kid was like on the beach, I think. Um, not at the end. Well, at the beginning. Yeah, near the beginning. Like it just mm-hmm. kind of felt like a little overbearing and cheesy at points. However, um, I feel like most of the use usage of music was actually very appropriate and worked out really well. I actually, um, for that song uh, experience, um, I actually have it queued up on my laptop. Let me... Uh, we just show you guys a little bit of it, and I think I think we can show a little sample here. Hold on. Ooh, okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah, this part of the really movie made, made the scene powerful, didn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna cry. That's what I was practicing while I was waiting for you guys today. <laughs> Jesus. That was, I was beautiful. Like, I'm just, I'm just gonna learn that on the recorder. Um, That's our new no, theme but song for <laughs> it, It's, uh, uh, it's already copy- copyrighted though. The melody is uh, from uh, another song. That uh, we'll buy the rights. People, people in the comments will it. point out what song that was. But seriously, he's a, he's a great composer, and um, I feel like, especially near the end, um, when the, uh, the violence is happening. Um, yeah, I was gonna um, say that. There was a moment where, when Combo, you could tell what was happening, and you could see it in his eyes, like he was getting seriously disturbed by this, you know, otherwise innocent story being told. I felt like the music came in too soon for that. Like the, yeah, I would have rather have had the experience of noticing it, which it would still be very obvious what's what's happening. But I, I would have liked. I would have preferred to have seen it in his eyes without the music being overbearing. However, once the violence actually started and the music was still going, I was like, okay, well, this music fits perfectly with this. Yeah, I just I feel I, I like love the way it, that, it that started in a little too early and and kind of was a little manipulative at the beginning. But um, yeah, I, that's my only complaint. With it. Well, I have two. the the mus- The music I think did a lot of the thinking for you. At times, yeah, like at that part, yeah, I sure. would have preferred if it was just no music at all. I think it would have been much more effective, like that. Um, mm-hmm. Like you said, Adam, the guitar, whatever that was, I didn't like that either. But yeah. I like, I liked most of the music in it, and I didn't like the very ending, the the way it ended. I thought was a little <gasps> not not the the kids, you know, not what he does, but like just. Oh, oh he's flag. gonna throw the flag in the ocean and look at the camera. I'm like, all right. <laughs> like they could have thought of something else. It felt like they they filmed all this great shit and they're like, okay, so now what do we do? And they're yeah, like, let's have you, him throw well, the, he... the flag in the ocean. I'm like, yeah, I get it, but I would complain more about that if it were an adult 
but I I don't think it's that unreasonable for a kid to do, even though it is like, you know, it almost seems like a a cliched 80s movie in a sense, but maybe that's what yeah. it's trying to be. Who knows? Because yeah. it's set in the 80s. I mean, it does make sense as well, because Combo gave him that, and Combo it just does. did like, yep. the most horrific thing he's ever yep. seen. I was right just thinking I wouldn't complain much about more that. subtle, part, simplistic way of... Of just getting that same message across, yeah. that would yeah. have been much more effective. Because that's the yeah. whole movie. The movie doesn't do anything else that's like movie like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And and that just felt like, oh, it's a movie, and he's gonna look at the camera, and it's like, it kind of. Remi- it's not as bad, but it reminded me of the end of Florida Project <laughs> a little bit. Oh, um. <laughs> <laughs> not not, not again. A Florida Project brings it to the extreme, but that's it. I think aside from that, this movie is almost perfect. I really enjoyed. The performance from Combo when he is talking to this girl and how he's like, yeah, that was the best night of my life. And she's like, really? It was the worst of mine. Like, I was underaged and drunk. And oh my God, yeah. the way he reacts in that, in that, like, when she exits the vehicle and he's having this this freak out, Fucking but it's, it's not... Yeah. It's not a stereotypical freakout. It's not like scream at the top of my lungs and hit the dash kind of freakout. It's like he you can see the character trying to fight back his own emotions and trying yeah. to hold it in. I love that so much. Just just that genuine performance there where it's like this is real. You know, it's not even it's not yeah. even a, a fucking character anymore. There was a scene at the end of Mommy that was just like that. Um yeah. there's Francis Conroy at the beginning of 6 Feet Under in episode 1 where she's just like She's making animal noises, basically, or like Monique yeah. at the end of Precious, <laughs> an otherwise terrible movie. But she, you know, <laughs> flop. her her emotion at the end in the film is just like, I I love things like that where the the kid you can tell the actor is like feeling it, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's just so real. So I love that. that scene was shot too. Was oh yeah, I, it was very similar to the way they shot the scene with Co- Combo and when the kid were in the car and they were talking about their fathers. It was mm. like extreme close up. Like these characters are getting so uncomfortably close with each other that it becomes almost like, oh man, back the camera up. It makes mm-hmm. you kind of unnerved. It was so brilliant. I um, like Every artistic choice was so smart. I really love how well it captured the psychology of... Um, both the child needing and longing for validation from father figures coming from a fatherless home, and also mm-hmm. the psychology of um, those that are manipulating him. So many movies would write the same general story, but would essentially have the uh, manip- manipulator characters, they would essentially have them, you know, like, fucking twiddle in their fingers like ha 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 like not mm-hmm. not necessarily like that's exaggerative but it would be there there's so many other films that that um would make their intentions a lot more black and white and say like look at how they're trying to use this kid and like they're just trying to get money out of him and get him to do this and this and like run all these errands or something like that when in reality in this film it was a lot more gray in terms of what their intentions were like they were manipulating yeah. him just the same but the characters were written in, in such a way where I felt that they wanted companionship too. That maybe, yeah. you know, that they didn't realize just how much they were manipulating this kid or they didn't really see anything wrong with it. And they were just people that thought like, oh yeah, he's one of us now. Let's let this kid, you know, they brought him in. Maybe they did feel bad for him that he was being bullied, you know? Even though these mm-hmm. are terrible people that you should not be 
manipulating these kids with your views, like, obviously, this, this is a terrible thing. But I don't think that these characters were written in, in such a way that, that their intentions were so black and white, if that makes sense. Yeah, they're like real people. Yeah, exactly. It's very genuine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They have many reasons for the things they're doing. I mean, it's a little manipulative, but they also genuinely care for the kid. And and Combo never had a father figure either, really. So he's like, "Oh, I could. This kid reminds me of me. I'm going to be his father figure. I'm going to I'm going to show him the light." A lot of people don't want to admit this, but this is just how people are. No matter how disgusting mm -hmm. they are, you know the the what's that quote? Like the path to hell is paved with good intentions, or Something yeah, like that. I mean, I mean, yeah. like every everybody looks at themselves as being justified in what they do, and not yeah. everyone is is just this stereotypical villain that that thinks like, ha ha, this is how I'll take advantage of this person. Blah blah blah. A lot of them are just in their own fucked up situation and still terrible people, but are not aware that what they're doing is terrible. You know? Yeah, they think what they're doing is right. They think they thought they were saving the of country. Of course, yeah. Like all these damn packies. Yes, yeah, the, the chain, <laughs> a chain yeah. of manipulation where they're like manipulating the kid, mm -hmm. and then yeah. there's the scene in the pub with the mm -hmm. guy from um, whatever the political party was at the time. I can't remember, and where he's just believing all of this bullshit from this guy, and they're all chanting along to the political yeah. mm -hmm. nonsense. And it's just like this chain of manipulation. It's all this horrible result of the way the country was in in that year. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys seen American History X? Of course. I have, yeah. It's kind of yeah. the Amer it's the American version of this. I would call <laughs> Brit it. British History X. Yes. Um <laughs> I never got much out of American History X because I thought it was yeah, corny same. and simplistic and like I haven't seen it in a oh, long time. He's a Nazi, but he becomes a good guy. I'm like, oh, okay. This is like what I wanted out of American History X. Yeah. Cool. Where it was yeah. brutal and realistic and grounded, but everyone was very likable and had very a lot of layers to them. Yeah. Like an onion. A lot of Like layers. an onion. <laughs> Donkey! Donkey! I just like how every character has... has... <laughs> I was going to do Smash Mouth, I'm sorry. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> just play it in the background, score my, my, little, yeah. my little monologue. Yeah, so I really like the way... Uh, I remember being in primary school and seeing kids like this in the UK. Yeah. I just want to sing along now. Well, <laughs> mm -mm -mm. distracting. <laughs> I actually what thought Adam just pulled up a recording of him. No, I have I, I have a yeah, recorder have a record. in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! All right, Alex, what were you fucking I'm, saying? I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, like um, I I was wondering if you guys would um would get the same thing in terms of what I'm about to say out of it, but I, I remember meeting people in, in primary school and secondary school that are like the characters from this movie. Like You see people you've known in, in your past and when you've been growing up in each one of these characters in some way. Maybe mm -hmm. in the film they're a bit exaggerated compared to the ones you'd meet in real life, but yeah, you British. see little hints of people you've known. Well, I know, like, you were raised by skinheads, so that makes sense, but... Um... Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree in some sense. There are other movies that I would say hit that more for me than this, but I did, I, yeah. I believe... I think part um... of it is the fact it's set in England. So yeah, yeah, but I believe of course it, I'm... yeah. Yeah, even though... Because yeah. there was always that level of disconnect where uh, I, I don't know. First of all, I didn't know this historical event at all. I didn't know about this war... I didn't know yeah. any of this shit because I'm American and I'm exactly. all about you know, American history. I'm so in my yeah. own bubble. 
<laughs> I was watching it, and yeah, there was. I could tell it felt very real, even though I, I couldn't relate. Could you to it keep on up what was with what was going on then without any historical context? Did it, did you do you um, think they made it clear enough? My mom had the Wikipedia thing out. Eventually, she started reading it out, but I got a oh, sense yeah. like, oh, there was a war, and like, yeah, these, these kids are all messed up. It was. It's a. It's really interesting because it's very similar to America now. <laughs> in some ways, in I terms mean, of the yeah, immigration problem, which was like, wow, I mean, this is very relevant right now. I wouldn't even say just America now. I mean, like, it's been a thing for forever. Oh, know? yeah, like, for a while. Yeah. It's, it's kind of reached a boiling point recently. Yeah. You know? There's a, yeah. lot of, a lot of crazy shit going on in the world. And, yeah. you know, there's always going to be, there's always going to be racism. There's always going to be, you know, terrible things happening to countries. There's mm -hmm. always going to be war. But you know what? On the upside, there's also always going to be memes. Yeah. And that's what's important at the end of the day. Uh -huh. I would say the so. The convenience store scene was excellent. Oh, yeah. The, the kid went in. And at first, it was really funny because the kid walks in. You know it's not going to go well, of course, at all. Because they're all waiting outside, Combo and the rest of the crew. But the kid walks in like, yeah, what? Two, two bottles of whiskey and some cigars. And you're like, oh, that's kind of <laughs> cute. And then it gets Aww. really bad really quick. Yeah, yeah and it man. stops being charming. Yeah, and the, the way escalation. that movie would just throw you back and oh, forth, yeah. is, it's just excellent. I wanted the guy to actually take a poop. <laughs> yeah, me too. That was great. I love that fucking character. Just the, oh, yeah. There's this he random guy in a leather anything. jacket who had yeah. like almost no lines of dialogue. But just the great. fat guy hanging out. Uh -huh. I really want some chocolate. Yeah, that's all he said. <laughs> that might have been his only line in the film. <laughs> I think yeah. so. And I love how the kid... leather jacket on. I love how the main character just thought that was the funniest fucking thing in the world. I love yeah. I love how like near the end of the film you can tell he's like fucking blitzed out of his mind. Mm -hmm. He's just like always shit faced <laughs> from that point on. Like, oh okay, well yeah. these are his role models now. <laughs> um, I'd say for me in terms of like problems with it, um, mm -hmm. I I think it takes ten fifteen minutes to really get going, and eh, especially by that. the point you don't agree with that. No, I, I every time I've watched story. it, I've felt it like. Yeah, come on. <laughs> like the bit on the beach, you know, that that kind of stuff. Like uh, you're just wondering if you haven't seen it before, where whereabouts this is this is going? Because mm -hmm. the momentum. Do, do you mean of... like the montage at the beginning, where the kid well, is kind of living his life? <laughs> that I could see was that went on a little too long. Kind of up until the the section under the bridge where he's introduced to the cast of characters. Yeah. Everything before that is it's necessary. I guess, but um, yeah, I didn't feel the length of it really. Yeah, I, didn't I guess because I've seen it so many times now, it's the only bit I'm like, I just want Combo to come in. Yeah, again, really. get the yeah. train rolling. He carries the film. Yeah, yeah. I, thought, I thought the depiction of bullying was great. Hell yeah! I mean, the kid was fucking hilarious when he was talking back to the bully. That's true. <laughs> what, they were very whatever witty. crazy British slang he was saying, I was like, damn, like, this kid's amazing. <laughs> He's saying something. I know that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Again, I, I, I get, I get the gist of it, but they're like, "Oh, you bloody wanker, you poop, poop, but God, I'm like, all right, I don't know what the fuck." Oh, <laughs> can you please funny. do more British impressions, Ralph? Can you please uh, boop, just do that? Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> wow, that's all I got. That's Americans uh, are notoriously bad at doing English accents. Yeah, but for some reason, you guys can nail us down like nothing. Yeah, we're just taking all your jobs, all your acting jobs. Yeah, hell yeah, gotta get them out. Build a wall. <laughs> Build a wall. <laughs> a metaphorical a wall for the acting industry. Yeah. Um, I did have one question about the movie that I kind of felt was a little bit of a nitpicky. Um, yeah. I don't know. I guess you could call it a plot hole. Um, Gadget just shows up at the main character's house, but he never gave him the address. Is that just because the town's so small? Like they just know. Uh, like yeah, it, it was implied that they never. That... 
that they didn't know who he was before. And that, I just found that weird that he's like, okay, goodbye. And then later Gadget just shows up at his house. It's like, well, they showed the full conversation. He never said where he lives. Yeah, that makes me think that maybe something was cut or... Probably. That that's what it felt like. It together. Yeah. Um, it felt like there was something like missing there. It seemed like they knew there. the kid, right? So they probably knew where he lived. They probably walked him home well, It's just because they asked him his name in that scene. Yeah, they asked him his name and that's it. It's like... it. It's. Uh, I don't think it implied that they knew who he was or where to find him. I just found it uh, weird that they just, that he literally just shows up at his house as though that was established at all. I yeah. yeah I th- I think maybe what they were going for is that a passage of time had had passed maybe. or something. And I, I don't, don't know. know. Um, maybe they went <laughs> to the same school. Uh, a or more something. nitpicky thing. One more nitpicky thing. I I was there's way too many shots of them walking toward the camera in slow motion as a group. And I got oh yeah, <laughs> the one where they're literally starting from like, where were you walking from? That was a wall yeah, over there. Yeah, there was like a that wall was behind. So <laughs> I was like, yeah, where the fuck you walking were you, from? Were you just like <laughs> hanging out, fucking King of the Hill style, and you just decided, okay, let's walk in sync? Hell yeah, yeah, that was a yeah. bit cheesy. But who knows? That, maybe, that maybe just you know, trying to give it as much credit as possible. Perhaps it's kind of an homage to cheesy '80s shit. Or did that yeah, only get popularized like in, in Reservoir Dogs? Was that like the first popular time that happened? How many times so. did that happen before? Anyway, that was like 94 or something, yeah. 91. Again, that felt like, oh, this is 92. a movie now. And the rest of it wasn't, it didn't even feel yeah. like a movie. It felt like just fucking guys hanging out. Yeah, yeah. as much as I love Ludovico Ainaudi and his compositions, there were, in. It, I, I don't feel like music was always appropriately used in the film, and I kind of touched on that, but like yeah. there were there were some kind of, yeah. There were some kind of weird montage bits that I didn't feel made the film any better. Mm-hmm. They were mainly just there to show passage, passage of time, but they could have been shorter and they could have used a different music maybe. Or I mean, we're nitpicking now. The, this movie's pretty fantastic. <laughs> yep. Sorry. <laughs> um, uh, Burp out of 10. Out of 10? I don't know. I use letterbox now. I don't do ratings out of 10. <laughs> I oh, give what it do they five have it? stars. Oh, fuck. <laughs> 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 I'm changing my life. Are you gonna put that at the end of your videos now? Like star uh, ratings? Might. That's funny. People ask I mean, why I you made the like transition. The star ratings more. Yeah, I prefer star ratings. I mean, more. if, I think it's, if it's out of five stressful. and you're going by halves, it's the same thing. Yeah. I I mentioned last uh, I think last podcast I mentioned that um, I gave no I mentioned in the first podcast I I gave at TIFF I gave my tickets to the Darkest Hour to channel Criswell and when I mm-hmm. and yeah. the comments were like whoa you know Chanel Criswell but that's not what I meant I meant channel Criswell as in the YouTube channel channel Criswell but there's a Chanel <laughs> oh. there's a Chanel Criswell who is in this film this is England that people oh, thought really? I was ta- yeah that th- who th- that people thought I was talking about they're like oh you know Chanel Criswell that's one of my favorite actresses I was like no uh. no I don't but now she's in this movie so it's <laughs> Oh yeah, it's, it's all it. It's like poetry. It rhymes. I didn't even notice that when you when you said that. Yeah, people thought it was <laughs> Chanel such Criswell. Such a weird coincidence. Channel Criswell. That seems like something just one guy commented and you made a big. There deal was a few. There were a, a few, few. comments, right. and I, they seemed genuine. And right. only like an English name could be that weird to like yeah. happen to sound the <laughs> yeah, same Chanel as that Chris. channel. Who, yeah, who Chanel was, uh, Criswell. Who was Chanel in the movie? Was that Lowell or Rosemary? Um She's only a minor character in the movie. Yeah, she uh, plays uh, someone called Kelly. Uh, which yeah. I don't even remember who the fuck that was. So no, um, a lot of the side characters are only developed in the in the show. 
Um, All right. And she's one of those. Do we uh, have anything else to say about this movie? I, I'll give it a out of 10 rating. Watch which, it. Uh, I don't. So how many stars? Uh, four and a half stars, I think. I think this is an excellent nice. movie. I, I'm, and I'm giving this one an 8 out of 10. What about nice. you, Alex? Static. I guess you abstain from that. Um, I'd give it a 5. I love it. Oh, shit. Yeah. Freaking love it. 5 out of 10? It. Damn. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's good. Uh, 5 star. Yeah. 5 stars. <laughs> yeah, 5 stars out of, out of 10, 10 squares. out of 10. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's excellent. Especially, I, I'm somewhat... I don't know. It really changes it when you've seen the the show as well. Um, mm-hmm. so oh yeah, I, I would I love to check out the show. Sure. Yeah, yeah, and it's only short as well. Like every, it's like four episodes, and one season's three episodes. Oh, it's um, one of your weird short. British shows where they make like seasons that are two episodes long. They're yes. not called seasons; yes. they're called series. Ralph. Oh, this that's yeah, fucking bitch. dumb. Yeah. Listen, we invented TV. All right, we make <laughs> the rules. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah, we invented words. Yeah, that's Everybody true. watch it unless you don't like watching people getting beat up a lot. Yeah. Do your best voice from um from Mrs. England, your impression. Hello, my name is Rolf. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say a name like Rolf? My that, name yeah, Rolf. I I just heard Hello. that. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, governor. Hello, so you, governor. You do yours, Adam. You try and you try and imitate uh, my version of English. Fuck. Oh oh try and imitate any My name is Adam. No, I can't fucking do it. I would have to practice. Yeah, it's so hard. But Alex can do an American one pretty well. <laughs> oh, do it. Yeah. What do you want me to say? My name is a- uh, Alex. It's just my name's Alex. My name's Alex. That's say more. Bad. Do Start, more. Uh, I need like something to actually uh, say. Americans are very the lyrics blunt, to, so that's to what Smash Mouth All Star. Somebody so I have once to sing it. No, just say it. Somebody once told me. Somebody once told me. You sound way more nasally when you do the American. <laughs> yeah. You sound like, way more nasally. For some reason, American equals nasally. You just, you gotta talk like this now. Uh, I, I don't really. My name is uh, Ralph, <laughs> Jesus. a movie maker here. <laughs> oh, that's great! In, coming in for yeah. you from oh my God. Uh, Queens. <laughs> Help, dude! You could pull that off. <laughs> that's you should do an entire review like that. That's what you should have done for the 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 game you were in. I really yeah, you're right. Watch out, guys! Uh, enemies are on the way. That, oh, that was God. the funniest part. They cast you as an Asian American, and you're like, I'm literally not either of those things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you want from me? That's funny. Yeah, like, why the fuck? Just change the character model's eyes, and that's it. <laughs> and you're good. Then halfway through, they're like, don't fucking do American anymore. Just do what you want. Well, just say British Asian. You're a British yeah. Asian. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I mean, those exist, right? British. British. <laughs> you, you always go to the uh, the Cockney. I well, um, I don't know. I, like, Fuck. They, I know no one speaks that. Well, I know a couple of people that do. <laughs> I, I really nice. like uh, Wonder Shows. In I almost sounded like Michael Caine there. What the fuck? I really like I, Wonder Shows. I like I like Train Michael Spotting, uh, Halo Three, uh, Odd World. Halo Three. Oh, fuck, I can't. ODST. I see. I would need to practice it. Like there's 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 um there's like certain sounds that if I just you know practiced it and got more consistent, I could do it. You know. I could do it a lot better when I was in fucking drama class in high school. Like, I wasn't as bad. They make you do it in drama class. 
Well, yeah, different you accents. To do in English. I mean, it's not like it's not a forced thing, but it's part of the curriculum is different accents, you know, because that's part of acting, hmm. really. Well, I never, I never did drama, so. Voice, Ralph, did you, uh, did you go through some questions? I did. You have some questions. And Alex has some too. Oh yes, shit! Sir. Interesting. I already asked my question about Toto toilets, so I don't have any. <laughs> okay. Your weird, obscure yours. question. No one understands. <laughs> it was in my notes. I was like, I have to see if somebody else yeah. <laughs> shares this. All right. Okay, go Let's on. Let's see. This is from Full Moon Howling. Oh, by the way, you got to go on Reddit to ask questions to us. We ch- uh, yeah, there's a Reddit designated page. questions thread. Yep. You ask it there. Anyway, Full Moon Howling asks... What are some of your best and worst theater experiences? Oh, yeah. Oh, you, guys you want me to begin while you guys have yeah, a little go think? Ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I know exactly what I want to say, but if you do too, you go first. Shall I do best and worst in the same, or should we all do our best and then we'll do our worst? I mean, you don't even have to do a best, really, because bests are not as interesting. Okay, it's like, oh, okay. yeah, I just sat down. It was nice. Okay, I've got two worsts then. It was when I saw Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. Um... It was just one of the mm. ones where the person next to you is has their f- phone on full brightness, so Ugh. you can hardly even see the movie. It was so fucking annoying. I remember that was the first time I was like, "I'm I'm so close to really having a, having a go mm. with this, this 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 lady next to me." And the other time was really recent when I saw um, Black Panther. Nothing to do with the movie. It was because I purposefully went to a, a, like a, a cheaper kind of cinema, mm. just because the tickets are cheaper there. Um, but this it's so shit there. <laughs> the screens are so shit. <laughs> uh, you can actually hear the audio from the screen next door coming oh, through <laughs> when that movie's being loud. So wow. that's pretty terrible. We have a lot. What of was your ones. best? I've, I've got two for best as well. Hmm. It was seeing uh, Transformers Three with my friends because <laughs> it was so laughably bad. Um, it was just an enjoyable moment, and we probably yeah. ruined it for a bunch of people who were there seriously watching it. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, that was years ago now. And the other one was seeing a Blade Runner, the new one. Um, oh. Just because I was like... I, I had really low expectations for some reason. Because, you know, the, rebooting all these famous franchises, I was like, oh, here's another one. Mm-hmm. And I still gave it a chance because I saw people were liking it. And I was just I was just blown away. Loved it. It was, a, it was a, a moment that reminded me why I love movies so much. That's good. All right. Go. Well, uh, I've had plenty of uh, bad theater experiences. One of them would be when I uh, saw the film Wally in uh, City Center Mall, Edmonton, and um, they—it was the middle of the summer—and they were like, "Well, just to let you know, uh, the air conditioning is not working in that in the theater, <laughs> and no. uh, so if you don't, if you want a refund before the movie starts, you can just take a refund." But I was like, "Nah, I can, just, you know, what's how how bad how bad could it be?" <laughs> But the theater was packed, and it was the middle of the summer, and it was fine oh, for man. the first, like, 20 minutes, half an hour. But then you're already invested in the movie, and yeah. as it starts getting terrible, like, the entire fucking room is just heated up with, like, hundreds of just mm-hmm. <laughs> sweaty people. And mm-hmm. it was it was like a sauna, and I could feel the humidity of the, of the sweat, <laughs> and it was just... Uh... Uh... It is a very painful experience to sit through, but I watched the whole movie and it was pretty decent. Um, I it, don't regret it, but now I know that if ever ever again there is a time where they say the air conditioning is not working, would you like to get a refund? I should probably say yes and go to a different theater because, <laughs> yeah, that was not fun. Um, there's been a bunch of times where people have just been random assholes. Um, there was a guy texting in the uh, 
uh, inglorious bastards in front of me, and he did it so often. You know, I was like, "You're not even. Why are you even here? You're not even. Yeah. You're not even watching the movie." So I, I snapped and I, I, I poured my Red Bull down his shirt, and <laughs> really, <laughs> yeah. What did he but do? He, he did nothing because he was beta. <laughs> he, 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 really? he wiped the back of his the back of his neck, and I guess he was just too scared that I might be some like crazy person, which I kind you. of am. He didn't even look at me. <laughs> he like he almost oh, turned yeah. around, and he was like he just patted the back of his neck, and then put down his phone for the rest of the movie. And I was like, yes. So he knew he was waiting for someone yeah. to call him out. I guess so. What a pussy. Yeah, I uh, I don't often uh, do shit like that. I don't know why that happened. Sometimes I'll um. Like tap on a person and be like, "Excuse me, what the fuck?" Oh God, that happened during uh, Darren Aronofsky's mother um, at Toronto Film <laughs> Festival, a place where really? you you would expect like Toronto Film Festival has some of the best audiences be when it respect- comes to yeah oh yeah like some of the best audiences for for movies at Toronto Film Festival. But this one old lady who was just chatting with her friend next to her and just would comment on everything. I was like, oh, oh And then her phone went off like three times. And it, and she, <sighs> like, it would ring and she'd be like, oh, and just like, you know, press a button and then it, it would start ringing again like 10 minutes later. And like Jesus. everybody in the theater was like, oh my fucking God. But I was at a point where I was like, you know what? This shit has happened to me so many fucking times that you gotta just you gotta just get yourself in the mindset that it doesn't fucking matter. And I watched the movie, and I had a great experience with the movie. And anytime she would do some annoying shit, I would think that's kind of fucking funny. And I think it's gonna bother other people more than it's gonna bother me because I'm not gonna let this ruin my experience. And that's honestly, I feel like the best way to go about it. If you've tried and you've made it clear that they're being a nuisance and they're not gonna stop, and this is just what you're locked into for the next hour then you might as well just try to fucking enjoy it and just have a good time. Yeah. Um, best theater experience, hands down. I was a, I was a big fan of the Jackass uh, movies and show. The movies in particular, I found the first and second one to be, the second one especially to be like absolutely hilarious, especially when mm-hmm. I was younger. But the issue was for the second film, it was rated R in Canada. And so the our our version of R is basically the American version of NC17. So our oh, other ra- really? the, the rating systems that we have is it goes um PG, I think there's G also, like G, PG, uh 14A and 18A. So we don't have PG13 and we don't have uh R. Well, we do have oh. R, but it's not the other R. So our Yeah. Your NC17 is RR. So in the same sense that an NC-17 rating in America means that you have to have your own ID uh, and be over 18 to get into the theater, like you couldn't do it with an adult for NC-17 mm-hmm. in, in America. In that same sense, rated R in Canada is, is that way as well. So 18A, it's you could be a kid as long as you're with a parent, um, but rated R in, in Canada, which very few films are rated R in Canada, um, you need to be your own adult and have your ID showing up to the theater. So I wanted to get into Jackass number two when it was out, but I wasn't 18 yet. And so I was like, ah, shit, I had to catch it when it was out on video. And I would have loved to have seen that in the theater because it's just such a funny, hilarious experience. And I, you know, I'm sure I was positive that the crowd experience would have um, made me enjoy it a lot more too. And so it's coming up to the Jackass 3D release date. I'm, I'm 18 by this point. I had turned 18 earlier that year, I think. And I was like, well, shit, this is our chance. We got to do it. 
And so I got uh, myself and two friends together, and I was like, okay, Thursday night, opening showing. We're doing it. They came over to my house. We bought a bunch of liquor. We just bought, like, a bunch of Jack Daniels because... I mean, you can you can drink at eighteen in Alberta. If anybody's curious, um, you can oh, buy really? That's yeah, awesome. you can buy liquor at eighteen in Alberta, Canada, um, and it's nineteen for a lot of the other provinces. Um, but anyway, we bought a bunch of liquor, uh, and then I look on the computer, and it's like, what? There's no showings for Jackass 3D tonight. I look in the newspaper, no showings. Like. What I th- I could have sworn there would be an opening Thursday night showing because it's just such a huge movie, but there wasn't, yeah. and so we thought we're gonna continue with this. I got my friends to spend the night at my house. First thing tomorrow morning, we're catching the noon or one p.m. show, whichever one, the earliest thing we possibly can. We're going to Jackass 3D and we're getting shit faced, and um, <laughs> <laughs> and so um. That night, before we went to the theater, we had constructed these uh, masks made out of old posters because I worked at like a lot of play, you know movie places, so I had a bunch of posters lying around, and I also had a bunch of old three D three D glasses from other films that I had seen, and so we we did a little bit of construction and we we essentially formed the posters over the glasses in a way where they we made a mask and the whole idea behind that it was really stupid but kind of funny the whole idea behind that mm-hmm. is that Shay Shay my friend Shay who I mentioned in a lot of my earlier videos he was like man I don't really like being able to see out of the peripherals when you're watching a a movie you know like I don't like seeing what's on my side so that's why we decided to make these these masks is to basically yeah. block out our our peripherals so that we we're only seeing through the the lenses of the 3D 3D glasses so um <laughs> They had some weird kind of like alien looking masks. They theirs looked cooler and put a lot more effort into it than mine. Mine was just I replaced the eyes of Viggo Mortensen on a Lord of the Rings poster with the glasses, but his face was so <laughs> stupidly small that it looked hilarious. Anyway, so we wake up, we grab all of our fucking booze. We uh we have all these we have these gigantic coats cuz it's Edmonton. Um and we just sneak all of our shit. We go onto pub- public transit. With all this booze, and we're literally just taking shots at at the bus stop because we're young and stupid <laughs> at like mm-hmm. noon, <laughs> and we get onto the bus and we have our masks on. We made a couple friends from, from people just being like, "Why do you have these masks on? Oh, that's interesting." We're just having a good time. Get to the theater. They mm-hmm. obviously ask us to take our masks off to check ID, um, <laughs> and uh, get inside. Successfully sneak everything in. Snuck some food in. We got the bottle of Jack Daniels. We put a fucking movie theater straw in it. We're locked in. Good to fucking go. Watch the movie. It was hilarious. I was drunk. I was having so much fun. It was everything that I wanted it to be out of out of the experience that I was longing for. This this jackass 3D experience. However, there was only a couple other people in the theater because it was like <laughs> yeah, it was like the nude show. But I was so drunk <laughs> yeah. that I didn't care. And uh-huh. um, my my one friend Michael, who is much smaller than me. And who I have never known him to uh, be able to keep up with me in terms of liquor because we have very different metabolisms and body sizes. About halfway through the movie, I've decided, okay, I'm I'm good. I'm too drunk. This is fine. I'm comfortable where I'm at because this is get you know this is getting ridiculous, and I want to enjoy the movie. He continues, and mm-hmm. and he is 
literally just tapping me on the shoulder every every like five minutes, like just pass it, just pass it, just pass this this bottle. I'm like, okay, like I don't know, I've stopped drinking a while ago. This is interesting. End credits roll. The lights come up and they're playing the blooper reel of everything in the movie. Michael leans forward <laughs> and starts profusely vomiting. <laughs> In, oh, inside his mask that he was wearing <laughs> <laughs> and he's and i i just lose it and i'm laughing and i'm clapping i'm like this is the oh best day of my life and <laughs> shay's laughing at him too it's like he he didn't even take off his mask he's literally just puking he's inside his fucking his... mask and like all over his That's... face <laughs> and we're like oh god this is like the end credits of the movie. It was the perfect ending. And, <laughs> and, and me and Shay were like, I guess we got to get him out of here. <laughs> like, they're going to come to clean up the theater pretty soon. And hopefully they just think it was because something really gruesome happened in the movie, like squeamish, and that we, didn't, we weren't just kids getting shit-faced at noon. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, that was my best theater experience because that was just the perfect wow. ending. Uh, to the day is my friend throwing up inside of his fucking <laughs> mask that we were wearing for basically no reason <laughs> because That's we hilarious. decided to get drunk at noon and watch Jackass 3D because there was no Thursday oh night showing. <laughs> wow, I don't know how to top that one, but that's what she um, said. <laughs> okay, uh, best ones are boring. Uh, Dark Knight, I saw Dark Knight Midnight showing, that was fun. That's probably the best one. Um, worst one. There's a lot of bad ones. You guys were talking about people on their phones or whatever. Yeah. It's yep. just like every movie here in America. Everyone's just fucking rude all the time. Really? But I have to say, worst theater experience. Every time I see a Fast and Furious movie, <laughs> um, from four to seven, uh, I don't want to shame mentally ill people at all, <laughs> but every time <laughs> I see going? a Fast and Furious movie, there's a mentally ill person in the theater, and they're very loud. Like, they, mm. they yell a lot. So the fourth one was a guy yelling the whole time. Fifth one was the same exact thing. Sixth one, a guy was yelling uh, really loud in the full theater, keep in mind. And then there was a kid who yelled, shut up. And then this, this guy got up. Oh, no. Went, He's mentally ill. Leave him the fuck alone, kid. And people started clapping in the middle of the movie. And then these two got in a fight in the middle of the uh, What? <laughs> like, not a fist fight, but they were fucking yelling at each other. And I was like, oh my god, I'm trying to watch a Fast and Furious movie. Why is this always an issue? <laughs> so, wow. the it's usually because I go to a matinee showing. I'm, I'm thinking, like, maybe that's the correlation. That, like, mentally ill people... Again, I don't want to shame mentally ill people, because it's not their fault, right? But it's very distracting in a movie when people are yelling <laughs> at each other or just yelling in general. So I go to a late showing of the, the seventh one, right? Not many people in the theater, but then more people start coming in as it goes along. I'm like, this is kind of odd, but okay. And then there's this one guy, he's mentally ill because he's murmuring. I'm like, oh God, another mentally ill person, okay. But he, he leaves the theater and comes back in like repeatedly and just strolls around the theater and he has a trench coat on. And I'm thinking, oh my God, this guy's going to shoot up the theater. <laughs> so like, I I run out of the theater America. and like, try to get somebody. Yeah, because I'm like terrified because this guy is like just walking around scoping out the place and then leaving. Uh. And as he's going like, mm, I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> I gotta get the Jesus. fuck out of here. <laughs> so I call the theater people. I'm like, there's there's some guy just like running around the theater. I I, I think he's gonna shoot up the place. <laughs> Can you please do something about it? And uh, thankfully nothing happened, but. I'd have to say 
luckily when I saw the eighth one, it was okay. Uh, he had a change of yeah. heart. Oh, the movie was okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you loved the movie, did you? I, I'd, I'd have to say those are the worst theater-going experiences for me. Again, not not shaming mentally ill people, but it's... You know, it's, I, it's, you it's just reminded me of one, speaking of The Dark Knight. Me too. When I saw The Dark yeah. Knight Rises, something happened which I, I just... I can't believe that it happened. you got to tell me if you guys have ever experienced this kind of thing happening in one of your theaters. The film began, the screen was black, and I was so excited... The sound starts playing, and it's like, well, this is cool. And then it keeps going, and the screen is still black. Literally, the film plays for 15 That's minutes with, with no, with no <laughs> visuals. And, it, and I looked back to see where they were projecting it, and they were projecting it into like the corner of the room, <laughs> which is in a complete wrong place. For 15 yeah. minutes. The employees because, were just this watching. This is the most fucking British thing ever. No one said anything. That's Everyone so just funny. sat there in complete silence oh, and just so listened. Funny. <laughs> oh my god! That and then happened it took twenty minutes to reset. I am. There's a lot. There's been countless times where I've been in a movie and it. There's been an issue either with the 3D or the sound or the the video at the beginning of the movie, and I've I've learned that you just you literally just have to take initiative and like run out of your seat, find the closest employee and be like, I'm in theater six. It's not working. Fix it now. Because if you don't. And you're just wasting time and everybody's, you know, you're just yeah. wasting everybody's no time and nobody else is going to do it. You can't trust other people to do it. You just got to be the guy, you know, so mm-hmm. I've, I've ran out there and just gotten it fixed many times. And I feel, I feel like I've, I've made the world a better place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why can't you, why can't you have been in my theater? Oh, <laughs> well, maybe someday. Um, you reminded me of, um, uh, Ralph, you reminded me of when I saw Get Out, there was a, there was somebody with a, um, some kind of. I'm assuming a mental disability, a very old man who every time something happened in the movie, he would say, "Uh Oh, and it was really like, nobody got pissed at him. Like everybody understood what was happening, that there was this guy in the corner that like, you know, no one's going to scold him or anything. So people just laughed Mm -hmm. and it was really funny. Yeah. He would just say, "Uh Oh, that's better than a guy just fucking. Cause these people would just made things really, really uh, hilarious and awkward. (laughs) And then whenever there was like a twist in the movie, he would say like, what the, like really loud. <laughs> it, was, it was great, but everybody was enjoying yeah, it. It's like you know, it's partly a comedy yeah, anyway. So it's like, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't mm-hmm. like a terrible experience. I do wanna I do wanna share just one more. Um, I'll keep oh this one God. quick. The same friend that puked into his uh, his mask when we were underage for other films. Uh, it was Saw Three that we really wanted to see, and this was my fucking Saw buddy. He he uh, he was so obsessed with the franchise, and so was I. And so we snuck into the movie. As we got in, I was like, okay, well, I think one of the employees just saw us go in there. There were literally two other people in, in the entire theater when, when we snuck into this movie. And the theater was, like, relatively dark. It was about to start. So I was like, okay, quick. I, had, I came up with a fantastic idea. And we sat mm-hmm. right next to the two other adults <laughs> in the theater. I took off my <laughs> jacket. I put my hair in a ponytail. And, and he took off his jacket, so we were, like, wearing different clothes, essentially. And, like, I look very different with my hair back. The employees came in. They, sh- they sh- shined the flashlight. I guess just noticed a group of four that, you know, nobody in the group looked like the two kids that, that they saw coming in. And so we watched through the whole movie because we snuck in successfully because of my quick thinking. And at the very end of the film, as we, nice. were, watching, uh, as we were walking out, the, the theater employees are, are about to clean up the theater. They're sitting there with the garbage bag about to go into the, into the movie theater. One of them shouts, those are those two fucking kids. I was like, oh, and we just, we literally ran. We ran out of the fucking building. Had to, we, we literally just booked it to the Chuck E. Cheese 
And it, it was such a it was such an amazing fucking adrenaline high. I felt like I was on crack for the rest of the day. <laughs> we went to Chuck E. Cheese, and this nice lady gave us all of her fucking all of her fucking tokens, and we just <laughs> oh my god hung out there. It was that was awesome. It was a very yeah, it was a very great. satisfying sneak into a movie and almost get cut kind of thing. <laughs> anyway, uh, I guess uh, another question or something. Yeah, Unless, that's that question. I yeah. think we, we did that one in a big detail. Big story time question that was. Yeah, you got lucky whoever asked that question. Some Velvet underscore Morning asks, what makes a film pretentious rather than meaningful? Wow. Pretentious rather than meaningful. I, I have an answer, but if you film... want to go first, I mean... No, no, Adam, this is a good question for yeah, you. Yeah, you go first. I when, I when I consider something pretentious rather than meaningful... And, you know, every experience is subjective, but it's the impression that I get when I watch the movie that it has a greater sense of self-significance than it actually lives up to having. And that's when I consider something to be pretentious. Is not like, ooh, it's different or weird or anything like that. It's when I get the impression that the film thinks it's offering a lot more than it actually is. Or if it's making some sort of, like, statements that are essentially, in my opinion really superficial or obvious but it but it's presented in a way where it's it's almost as if the film thinks it's some sort of grandiose important mind-blowing thing that it's, it's communicating for something to be pretentious it's it, it has to do with what the film is expecting you to think as an audience member if it's being like hey look at me this this huge thing that i'm doing and you're and it's not really all that special if it's like begging to be interpreted but there isn't that much to interpret from it that's what i would say mm -hmm. yeah i would only because i completely agree with that i would only add a uh, if you if you stylize your movie for no reason <laughs> if you, like unnecessary <laughs> pointless flashy style Zack snyder guy Ritchie, those are the definition of pretentious filmmakers for me like, in a way oh, i have a vision but it doesn't fucking mean anything it's just a yeah, bunch of shit i don't um I wouldn't. I That's wouldn't. What I, see. I, I wouldn't want to imply that um, you shouldn't be allowed to do things differently if it's purely for aesthetic or you know preferential decisions that don't necessarily have some sort of deeper meaning, though. Yeah, but it should totally be organic to the story you're telling. Because I, I'm, I'm go to film school, and some people fucking hate Wes Anderson because they think yeah. he's pretentious, right? Because his style is oh, he has a style and he does the same shit every time. Yeah. But he does. His style always works within the stories he's telling. And, you know, Grand Budapest is a story within a story within a story told a hundred years after the story took place. Mm -hmm. So it has that storybook feel. And Moonrise Kingdom's about childhood. So you're like, all right, it's childhood. So it's all flashy and colorful and symmetrical and whatever, mm -hmm. you know. His more pretentious ones, which is like Life Aquatic, where it's like, eh, that's just, he just did it because that's the way he does shit, you know. I would see that as pretentious. So I think there's yeah. a difference I don't see anything yeah. wrong with having like a style, you know. Oh, I don't, I don't either. I think having a style is a great thing, but it needs to make sense within the story you're telling, and you need to have a reason for doing it. And if you don't, then it's just, oh, I'm gonna be cool for the sake of it, and that's what Zack Snyder does, <laughs> and that's what Guy Ritchie does. I don't completely agree with you, but I do essentially agree with you. It, it would just, I, I wouldn't uh, want to put that kind of a blanket over it, I guess. Okay, that's fair enough. What about I mean, you, I do Alex? agree with you. If a film is more intelligent than it thinks it, or it thinks the movie thinks it's more intelligent than it is, that's also pretentious. Yeah, Can we ahead, all Alex. name a film that we believe to be pretentious? Only God forgives. 
Adam? Oh, my God. Well, yeah, that... Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. What is this guy named? His... Uh... Alex, you got to say it right now, because I'm going to look this shit up right now. Yeah, what's yours, Alex? Oh, my one. Um... <laughs> I would say Mother. I think that film's quite pretentious, um, almost by design. Oh. Darren Aronofsky. Um, I, it's a little pretentious. I, I don't think pretentious that. is necessarily bad, though. Um, I think that film is pretentious by design. Um, I think, like, if you listen to all the interviews where he's talking about the process of that movie and what it's about and the way he talks about it, it is kind of inherently pretentious. And I looked up a list just out of curiosity. So I was trying to think of examples. What what what, do fil- what films do people consider to be pretentious? And I found one of those sites where, based on upvotes and downvotes, they were sorted by pretentiousness. Number one was Mother, weirdly enough. But huh. there was also films that I would I would disagree with, like Birdman was on there. Um, yeah, a serious Birdman man. has reasons for being weird. Serious man, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, serious man's a fucking comedy. <laughs> like and, uh, I love it. I really, man. I I love. Birdman I do too. I think it's man. excellent. Um, but it just made me realize. I don't know. I feel like the whole point of art is that it's kind of up to interpretation, and like one person's pretentious is another person's genius. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, but one person's like, fucking wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like, like yeah, I think you, people you used, overuse um, the word pretentious. Zack Snyder, oh, didn't you, as, as your example for pretentious? Uh, yeah, when the, there's definition. there are hordes of people who think he's a genius and love everything well, he does. Yeah. You know, those are people who are just wrong. I know we don't. <laughs> I know we we're like, oh, films are they're just wrong. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I um I found who I'm talking about. Okay, it's a guy named uh, Matthew Barney. You were done. You were done talking about your thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. it's a guy named Matthew Barney. And he directed uh, a series of films called the Cremaster Cycle, C-R-E-M-A-S-T-E-R Cycle. And it started in 1995 with a 42-minute short film titled Cremaster 4. And and, and the the content of the films themselves are... If you could, if you could imagine like a parody of a shitty, pretentious, nonsense movie that's trying to be David Lynch but fails, where it's like, mm-hmm. ooh, so lol, so random, uh, implied significance where there is none. That's what the content yeah. of these movies are. Cremaster Four was his first film in 1995. That's 42 minutes long. Cremaster One came after that in 1996. <laughs> 40 minutes. <laughs> Um, the next film in 1997, Cremaster 5, 55 minutes long. The next film after that in 99, Cremaster 2, an hour and 19 minutes. There's no story. There's no real, like, overarching story. There's no reason for him to pretend as though there's something happening that's out of order that justifies, like, ooh, Cremaster 4, that's my first film. Isn't that kind of funny? Like, haha. And then Cremaster 3, a three-hour long film in 2002. He also directed a movie called... River of Fundament, which I tried watching, but it's impossible to find. It does like those touring museum kind of things, like it's shown in mu- like art museums, and that's the only place yeah. it's ever seen. Uh, it's over five hours long. The trailer yeah. on YouTube has like full nudity in it, like a penis in it somehow. <laughs> Yummy. And uh, it stars Paul Giamatti. Huh. And Ellen that's Bernstein's nice. in it. Maggie that- Gyllenhaal's in it. Jesus. Yeah, and I, I wanted to see this movie because, it I mean, it looks retarded. 
<laughs> and Paul Giamatti's <laughs> in it. So, I mean, I really wanted to see it. And holy crap, man, if, uh, if I ever wanted to fucking torture you guys, then one of my movie recommendations <laughs> for, for the podcast right. would be like the cremaster cycle. If I ever wanted to put you through some serious shit. It's six hours, 38 minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> six yeah, the cremaster cycle is six hours and 38 oh minutes God. of just fucking nonsense. Fucking nonsense and annoying bullshit. Look at the po- <laughs> Are you looking at the poster right now? Of him yes. dressed up in that stupid fucking getup and that stupid makeup? The whole thing is just fucking nonsense. It's awful. <laughs> That is that is the that is the uh, apex, the epitome of pretentious right there. And I, I encourage any one of our our viewers to go check this out and I think you will fucking agree with me. Is this is this is some of the most pretentious shit that exists yeah. on the fucking planet. You don't have planet. to watch the whole thing. Maybe maybe oh. five or six minutes. What if it's <laughs> what if it's genius? Yeah, I And I just, what if I just don't get it? We have to My watch God. Two I gave hours it a each. serious try. I want to add that to the definition of pretentious is when a filmmaker has no concern for the enjoyment or the 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 entertainment of the audience. I mean, I know there's a certain amount of that that's acceptable of the audience not enjoying it. Mm. But I think there's a point where you have a six hour long movie that's boring and makes no sense. It only makes sense to the guy who made it. That's what I call pretentious where you're like, yeah, just go fuck yourself. You're going to act like your movie's too smart for me. Meanwhile, you don't care if anyone likes it but yourself. All right, fine. No one makes a movie like that. I would argue that there's artistic value in making a film or an art form that's supposed to el- elicit negative emotions. I-, I believe that there's artistic value in intentionally oh, making yeah, but if something a reason for that it, people then, yeah. will not enjoy. You know, ex- mm-hmm. They won't enjoy the experience, but the experience has some sort of purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, going back to the guy you suck off all the time, Funny Games... Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's a statement on violence in movies and how we enjoy violence in movies, mm-hmm. and it's a thoroughly unpleasant movie. But that's by design yeah. and has a reason for being that. I'm fine with that. Yeah, and it's also a fuck you to the audience who would go see a movie like that because it was marketed as one of those you know dumb horror movies or whatever, <laughs> which is even better. I think that's part of the reason why he did a U.S. version. That's yeah. the only film of his that he's actually done. Hey, I'm remaking it for America because really, I mean, like America is essentially who it's for anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so like, much irony the in, in the fact that he remade the movie too. That's just another comment on 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 yeah. movies, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I love. Yeah, it's it's it is kind of funny how we've mentioned him like every single podcast. But part of the reasons yeah. why he's one of my favorite directors is because you know there's there's so much to say about his movies, and they apply in other conversations about film. And, you know, how we watch yeah. things and and um, viewer expectations and presentation, et cetera, et cetera. Like he's always mm-hmm. there's always something about him that's going to be relevant to a film conversation. Yeah, like he's a guy who who could be pretentious, but he's not because he always mm-hmm. knows exactly what he's doing and what he's saying. People wish they were as good as him. I mean, even David Lynch, David Lynch, David Lynch makes some weird ass shit, but he always throws in comedy and like good performances and things to enjoy in his movies. Even his weirder ones are like, okay, this is keeping me going at least. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I think of that. Next question, I guess, unless uh, anybody has anything else to ask. Anything else, Alex? Mm, I guess I'm just... Do you find that people kind of throw it around a little bit sometimes? The word pretentious? Of course. Yeah. That's like the number one comment in like any of my top fucking movie yeah. videos, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what kind of just ruins the impact for me. Of, of, exactly. I, 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 I try to not even use it ever to describe oh, anything because yeah. mm-hmm. 
It just Unless makes it sound really, yeah. really deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like that I, fucking the cremaster cycle. That, yeah. That, like it <laughs> seems like that's very much deserved there, you know? Yeah. yeah. Just listening to the description of it, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, uh. Yeah. I, uh, a lot of people throw that word onto things where I don't want to say like, oh, they just don't get it, but, no, but I don't. believe I believe that they're being. Yeah. I believe that they're being genuine like in how they feel the movie is. I, I believe that. Yeah. You know, most people that watch The Holy Mountain are going to think it's incredibly pretentious, even though I don't feel it is myself. Um, mm. And it just comes down to what you're familiar with in films. And I feel like the more used to formulated movies or a certain kind of movie or a certain kind of experience in a film, if you if you allow yourself to get really used to one particular thing and expect only one thing ever, I feel like you have a higher, a much higher likelihood of considering something else pretentious. Yeah, like take take one take the guy who goes and sees Fast and Furious every year and then show them the lobster. What's, oh, yeah. what's the one word they're gonna they're gonna use to describe it? Exactly. They're gonna say pretentious. Yeah, it's like when, when Birdman won the Oscar and all these normies decided to watch it. Yeah. Just yeah. see the Amazon reviews. It. Be like, This is the worst movie I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> I thought it was a new Marvel movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people thought it was actually a superhero movie, which is amazing and adds more to the points of the film. It's yeah. Like, that's hilarious. Birdman's yeah. barely in it. Yeah. Next I thought question. I was seeing Harvey Birdman. <laughs> All right. Next I question. I'm doing the next one, right? Yeah, I don't have yeah, any. Boy. Uh, this one's from Mr. Bump465. Mm. Out of all your movie reviews, have you ever rewatched a movie and felt you were initially too harsh on it or too easy on it? Yes. I think in my quickie for The Dark Knight Rises, I gave it an eight, but I think I would rather give it a six at this point. Um, Ooh, really? Yeah, maybe a seven. I don't know. Fuck. I I literally haven't seen it since I saw it in the theaters, and that kind of adds to just I'm not yeah. really eager to go check it out again. You know, Some mm. movies age poorly where you yeah. think it's a nine when you see it, and then over time you're like, I really have no urge to watch it again, so how good can it be? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like an excellent movie. Going back to Goodfellas, I could put that on any day, any yeah. mood. And I'll love it. Yeah. Alex? Uh, no. My answer is no. no? <laughs> <laughs> you don't I regret fucking, anything. I, no, because I, 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 I no. cover the worst shit that's released, you know? Mm -hmm. like a, so what if I was a bit <laughs> too hard on fucking Laser Blast? Who gives a shit? <laughs> oh, Ralph, man. you go. I can't even think of one. It's weird. I picked out these questions and I'm like, oh, I'll answer Did them. You later. don't think <laughs> of, to prepare an answer for this the questions. This happened last time too. Uh huh. You chose questions uh, that you don't have any answers to. <laughs> <laughs> you chose these. Well, I'm like, oh, I'll think about the answer later. I'm, I'm scurrying through a list of shit right now. I don't know. I, probably not. I think I'm just perfect. I think I don't oh, have to regret. I don't. I don't regret anything. I don't think. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, well, I, I do. I do regret one. A uh, Cloverfield paradox. I think I'd lower it to a one. Okay. That's it. That's funny. <laughs> That's but hilarious. No one gives a shit about that. Yeah. Yeah. I think all my regrets would be like, like I gave bad movies a bad score, but I would probably lower them. Yeah. Like that's it. Yeah. You know what? Last Jedi. I think is. I think it's bad now. Hmm. Give that a four or something. Yeah. The dark. The Dark Knight yeah. Rises would be the um, the highest. The biggest shift in terms of like my number rating from an eight to a six. Yeah. I don't think it, like th there's always been points where I've, you know, kind of 
moved things around or considered something better or worse than I used to, but it's usually like just by a point and that's it. Yeah, exactly. Like little things. Yeah. There's Over time um you realize a movie's one of your favorites. You know, yeah, and I mean like I think that I, I've become I, I've kind of um valued certain things a little differently as time has gone on too. Um mm-hmm. so a lot yeah. of a lot of dumb fun movies that I really enjoyed just completely subjectively I would rate a lot higher before, but now I'm kind of like, eh, you know, as as much as I enjoyed it, there's some glaring issues with it that would prevent a lot of others from enjoying it, and I can understand why, you know. Do you ever stumble across, like, on IMDb, like, when you had it, ratings of something you've rated years ago, and you oh, see yeah. what you'd give in it, and you're like, oh, I would not think that now. My IMDb account is, like, 11 or 12 years old, so... Yeah. There's a lot of Damn. shit like that, which is so funny because like anybody who who wants to try and discredit me or or anybody who hates me online is like, look at all these ratings that he gave on IMDb. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, what? I was like 16. Fuck off. <laughs> like, I'm not I'm not gonna go through every single one of my ratings and change them just so you're you're gonna stop calling me out. There's people that share my favorite movies list. They're like, look at there's no there's no old movies on here. It's like, well, that, well, that was updated in like 20. 13 2014 last or something like that doesn't even reflect my current my current favorite movies and even so it's like what is the word favorite you know yeah, yeah. The, i'm not saying the best movies i'm saying my favorite anyway mm-hmm. my, my boy oeb says that's his name i didn't call him that <laughs> hey hey considering what types of movies and games you like i want to ask what type of music you guys are into and what are some of your favorite artists take it away i'm I'll go first because mine's the least dense. I just listen to whatever music I hear in movies and I put it on my iPod, and that's basically it. Yeah. I, I like Sun Lux. I like Kanye West. Yeah, I think that's about it. <laughs> Trent Reznor. Uh, yeah. Nails. Those mm. are the three I usually go to. But yeah, Adam? it's a pretty dense library of many different things that I've heard in movies, and that's about it. I've recently started listening to. Uh... A band called um, An Unkindness that, uh, <laughs> I don't know, like, the music's fine, I guess, but I hear the lead singer oh. is kind of a faggot, so. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I hear uh, he's, uh, he's a little furry. I'm like, mm, I don't know about that. Not little. That's no good. <laughs> not um, a little. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, my favorite, uh, my favorite band is Bright Eyes. I love Bright Eyes. Just, you know, even the solo material that Connor Oberst wound up doing after the fact still doesn't resonate with me as much as what he was doing with Mike Mogus. And I just I the the um composition, the chord progression, and especially the the lyricism, very, very um biting and personal and, and like painful in ways that I relate to that will always make uh the band a very important one for me. Aside from that, um some of my favorite artists I really love early Eminem, so between uh, his demo shit all the way up to probably the uh, 8 Mile soundtrack, and then after that, nothing really. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, those those albums are amazing. I can return to them every uh, month to year or whatever. Um, I really love the band um, Two Gallants, T-W-O space G-A-L-L-A-N-T-S. I think they're severely underrated. There's like nobody that shows up to their shows, and I love them a lot. Uh, there's some older stuff from Joanna Newsom, although I haven't been keeping up with her as recently. Um, there's a few albums from Regina Spector that I really love. 
Um, I really love the two albums by Gnarls Barkley. I love the Cross album by Justice. You know, I'm not I'm not stuck in one genre. I love a variety of music. Usually, just a combination of chord progression and composition versus the lyricism is what makes things important. Yeah. All right. I guess I'll round us off then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boy. I, I, I just chose my favorite album from a few of my favorite artists so people can kind of get a rough idea. Um, <coughs> so Remain in Light by the Talking Heads, mm-hmm. uh, Sound of Silver by LCD Sound System, oh. Demon Days by Gorillaz. That's a great one. Discovery mm. by Daft Punk. Um, I couldn't decide between Animals or The Wall for Pink Floyd. Mm. Um, just throw them both. Yeah, fuck it, both. Uh, Music of the Spheres by Ian Brown, uh, Lonerism by Tame Impala, and This Old Dog by Mike DeMarco. And mm. let's end with uh, Roosevelt by Roosevelt. Nice. I want to throw in yeah. um, the album Illinois by Sufjan Stevens and also the album uh, uh, Carrie and Lowell. So Sufjan Stevens is the guy that wrote the soundtrack to Call Me By Your Name and lost at the Oscars and upset me. <laughs> well, Coco was better, dude. Fuck yeah! I, my favorite oh, album is the, the Coco soundtrack. <laughs> I've seen the film Woo! and I can't even remember it. The song. Yeah. That's basically what Coco was. <laughs> All right. I just played a clip and from that's... the movie. I, I didn't anything else oh and that's and that's the q a everybody we did it good job we made it Woo! Um, holy fuck is it time and, for uh, a movie recommendation yes it i i believe I'm it curious is about this one Ooh, by I'm curious excited. i kind of wanted to combine the themes of uh you two so oh. alex kind of picked a very a very british movie so i'm going to pick a very american movie yeah, and you, Adam, you picked some weird ass fucking weird <laughs> movie so i wanted to pick a weird ass weird movie great uh, so, hold on, pulling it up here, perfect. Okay, so the film I picked for you guys to watch, you've probably seen it, I'm guessing one of you has at least, is Wild at Heart from 1990, directed by David Lynch. You know what? What? I've been meaning to get into more uh, earlier Lynch films, and I haven't seen yeah. it yet, so Ooh. I'm excited. Yeah, it's in my watch it's list, on my watch list. I've never seen it. Nice! Hell yeah. Got another Nicholas one! Laura Dern! Nicholas Cage, Laura Dern. It's a wonderful cross-country uh, movie. It's about the American dream. It's hilarious nice. and I'm weird. excited. It's yeah, this beautiful. is great. Nice. It's awesome. great. And Good pick. It'll help you guys get into David Lynch because there are some of our fans who have not seen any David Lynch, and I think this is one of his uh, less weird ones. I mean, it's still fucking <laughs> Very weird. Very interesting. It's, it's more accessible. So I hope you guys enjoy it, and we'll yeah. talk about it. Everybody, um, if you you'll have two weeks uh, before the next episode airs, uh, check mm-hmm. out the movie because we're going to be having a spoilery discussion on mm. Wild at Heart, directed by David Lynch, nineteen ninety. So it we won will... the Palm d'Or. Palm d'Or. <laughs> <laughs> what is it called? How do you say um, it? <laughs> well, I'm going to try and do it the best I can. Um, the Palm d'Or. Palm d'Or. It won the Palm d'Or, everybody. Palm d'Or. The Palm it d'Or. <laughs> it won the Palm d'Or. Or at least I think it did. The Papa Dom. Palm, palm, <laughs> palm d'Or. It, it is this, you, French is fucking weird, man. You gotta it like. Is. I'm not even you gotta gonna try. Like, in some some instances. <laughs> Dude, Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage is some of his, some of his best moments in this movie. Perfect. Uh, I so. cannot fucking wait. 
Awesome. Good pick. Good pick. And it's not six hours long. So yeah, I guess that about uh, concludes this uh, episode of Sardonicast. We uh, we had some you know fun fun times. We uh, shared we our stories. We, we laughed. We cried. Um, we made a lot of progress. Yif won at the Oscars. Um, right. Ralph came out of the closet again. Um, yep. So we'll see you next. This didn't uh, happen, but okay. Well, okay. Well, there's a Twitch clip saying otherwise, but okay. If you want to, if you want to <laughs> go right, back in, I mean, <laughs> all right. Any last words? Um, well, yeah. If you want to support us, uh, check out our individual channels. They are linked in the description. Some of us have Patreons. There should be a link for something else that I mentioned at the beginning. I don't remember that other channel you recommended. Whatever. There's oh, always yeah, we'll throw in some it. links in the yeah, in the description DT. for other things that we yeah, mentioned. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Uh, we will see you next week. Did I forget anything? No. 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 Last words, Alex. No. Adam. No. I just want to say I highly recommend the movie Bob. Great channel. Oh fuck. <laughs> well, <laughs> you uh, did it. Goodbye. Play goodbye, us out, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Do your best Cockney accent and sing along. All right, Gavna. I'm from Bye, Britain. everybody. Bye, <laughs> bye, 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 bye. bye. <laughs>